Welcome back to the Akatech Podcast. As always, I'm your host, a senior in shock that they were not cast as the lead, Jay, and joined as always is my co-host, the drama teacher who insists that there are no small roles, only small actors. Z, how are you doing today, Z? I'm doing just dandy. It's a good day, Jack. National Chicken Wing Day, huh? God bless. Boy, did we celebrate. We celebrate. And my stomach? Not too happy about it. <laughs> I'll tell you that much for free. Usually it's fine with it. Not uh, today. Not today. Oh, boy, not today. On, on today of all days. Today of all days. Your, is, your treacherous stomach has betrayed you. Yeah. Should have eaten more grain. Yeah, probably. Fill it out and make it even. It's you didn't even have any starch like I did. I had some nice... Yeah, you didn't give me... You wouldn't <laughs> share. You took them away from me. They were placed in front of me. and you. <laughs> I share plenty with you. Not enough. Throughout the days. Not, not when it counted. Oh, my. This guy. You just said the starch would have helped me, and then we're like, but I didn't give you the starch that I had. Well, how, no. how was I to know at the moment that, the star- that you needed the help of the starches? And so I couldn't have known until later on. Could have asked. What? You think I could have asked Jack, do you think you're going to be upset by this? And I would have been so angry for asking me and that. And you would have said, no, never. <laughs> never, never in my life. And I would have been like, oh, my tummy, no. <laughs> how could I have not foreseen this? Is that a real experience you were deriving that intro from, or what? No. I just thought it was a fun thing that yeah, happens. Yeah, that's the idea. I've I, seen that play out. You never, you never saw that play out in your time. Well, Famously, part of the lore of the show is that we've both on, on stage, stage crew, crew which is the cool the, part of which is the theater. Cool, it's the cool part because we don't even like care. Yeah, we don't care. I'm just, I just were blank in the corner. I just, I just put the things on. It's stage. like I'm not even like worried about it. You, these guys are all so dramatic. These actors, man. <laughs> I'm just doing the hard work. I make the show. It's run. not because I was too scared to try out. <laughs> not because I can't I sing audition. and have no talent. <laughs> that's. <laughs> Uh, I don't think, I mean, I did see a little bit of, I heard like rumblings of drama of like people, seniors who didn't get leads. I think the only thing people. worse, here's the thing though. I think the only thing worse than a senior not getting the lead is a senior getting the lead. Oh, absolutely. Because they're a senior. It's horrific. That's the thing. Cause then you get like, oh, this guy didn't, you didn't deserve it. This is, this was pity. <laughs> yeah. They give it to you cause you're nothing and you'll peak here. Oh, I'll peak in high school. I'll say it. Theater <laughs> kids, some of the worst people around. It's, it's, it's well known. But everything, but okay, here's the thing, every group in, every clique in high school is some of the worst people, isn't it? Because they're high schoolers. High schoolers are just the worst individuals. So, and yeah. we're, And I, hey, definitely one of them. For a, hi, oh, for a two sure years, be. definitely one of those cringy band kids. Had to be. And then I was like, what am I doing? I gotta stop this. I mean, I still did band, but I was, I felt like I was cooler I, about I worry that my thing in high school was, um, nothing. Oh. You know what I mean? One of those, don't you think? I did a lot in high school. Truthfully. I know you did. That's what I'm saying, though. Oh, is I, I worry that I was one of those. Like, I just passed through with leaving, like, no impression. That's what I worry about. That's what keeps me up at night. Wish I could relate. <laughs> I'm just too cool. No one could forget me. Like, I wasn't a cringy band kid because I wasn't in band. I wasn't really a theater kid. You were in stage crew, though. That's something. Yeah, but you know what I mean? You're on the plate. Like, where did I belong? Backstage where no one could see you. Yeah, I just did. Pretty apt. Anyways, uh... <laughs> Let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you think? Do the show or? Ah, we fucking gotta. Sick. All right. We finished Secret Invasion. It's done with. Um, Thank God. It's over. We're free. Listen, it just wasn't very good. It was bad. And the finale continued to just not be very good. I truly didn't really enjoy it. Um, I didn't hate it as much as some people, which is, I guess, a common thing for us because I guess we just can't. I can't find it in myself. It's still too much of a shill, even after all this. I'll be honest. It's waning on me. Ant Man on the Wasp. I think I hate it more every time I think about it. I think there's something to be said for the fact that even on this very show in the past, like, I would say this calendar year in a big way, we've shifted towards doing all kind of stuff that isn't just, although last year too. Yeah. There's parts of this show where we've been like very much like we're talking about a Marvel movie and three Marvel shows and it's just Marvel all the time. And, or a Star Wars thing. And but then now we're just doing Wes Listen, Anderson. Don't, 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 don't roll Star Wars into this. Star Wars didn't do anything wrong. Hey, man. 
Maybe that's just a perception thing. Because we, I mean, we saw Wes Anderson in our first couple months as a show. So that's true. We did. Regardless, surprised me how fast we get to some things that I feel like are so much more spread out. Like we get to like some movies that I think we don't get to later. Like within the first twenty episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passage of time. But so, uh, all that aside, this show itself just wasn't very good. Not at all. For all the reasons we've discussed previously. <laughs> and more. And more. And so, as you'll soon find out. This whole episode, I mean, there's not actually a lot to it when you get right down to it, is there? No. Kind of like four, it's like, it's like 40 two, minutes. It's like two scenes. Yeah. It's, it's like two main scenes. It's like. It's the whole climax of this show. It's just both Nick Fury kind of things. And so then it's I, like another, another meeting with him and his wife where they decide again if they actually like each other or not, kind of, right? And over the phone, it's like, oh, I'm leaving. No, it's in person again, isn't it? No, that's the that's the end of the show. No, you're t- no. Sorry, the show. He's calling her on the phone. Isn't he in their house again? Not till the end. I don't fucking believe you. Oh, I. What do you want from me? I watched it. I watched oh. it today. Today being whatever day we're recording this, and you'll never know, listeners. You really? Yeah. I was. I was busy reading all week. Sure, has it taken us two years if to I'm read wrong, all you're of Wheel all of this, Time? Understand me? No, I'm not if I, no. If I'm if I'm wrong, you're cutting all of this. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna amplify it. Make it the loudest part of the episode. What are you doing? It's so yeah. I guess it was just on the phone. Hmm, shocker. Jack was right again. I wasn't wrong. And then of course I enjoyed every last moment of okay, the but anyways, intro. So Nick Fury rolls up to the spot where we knew we had to meet. I mean that's what they said last week. They're like, come meet at the spot. Okay. And then the president's still in the in hospital and Rhodey, who's really a scroll, is there. And those are basically the two scenes. <laughs> yeah. Also Rhodey like acts. I don't know. He's real, like over the top and all of his things. It's like I don't know. Would he? Wouldn't they not tip off like other people in the military to be like this guy's kind of acting like a loose cannon, like yelling at admirals and shit? It's like, what is he really that high up in the military? He's not like. Well, he's still a colonel, which is its own kind of thing. I guess he's a full bird colonel now, whereas he was a lieutenant colonel for the earlier stuff. Listen, yeah. I don't pretend to know the ins and outs, the intricacies of 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 an you know the hierarchy of the U.S. military. Yeah, of a um, you know, like a. High, what are they called? Advisor? Upper, uh, upper, up? no. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the terms for the, um, Air Force. Like, oh, yeah. there's like field officers and there's general officers. I don't know where a colonel falls in. Um, an Air Force colonel, no less. But, anyways, I don't know how the, tra- the career trajectory of that normally goes, but I, I, I feel like he should be further along by now. Yeah. Because it's been like, well, it's been longer in, in the MCU even than in real life, or maybe it's kind of caught up, but it's still been like 15 years. I know that it gets harder to get promotions when you're up in the higher stages like that, but I still think he should be towards a general by now. Especially I think a, he ought to be a general. Especially he's advising the president. Well, that's the thing. If he is just still a colonel, why is he like? Why is he with the president? Why is he making like he's appearing before like other nations to talk to like discuss things that have happened? Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, it's just like the whole thing is just kind of the way they had to shoehorn him into this plot, right? Because why would he be here mm-hmm. otherwise? It's not really a thing we've seen him doing before. Although he's like, well, no, because in like Iron Man three, he's just the president's bodyguard, and now he's like a yeah, like an advisor where it's like they're taking his opinion. I don't know, that's whatever. Yeah. Again, Rhodey's whatever he needs to be. I guess is the it's really the answer you get. But um, he's doing that, and then Fick, Nick Fickneri, <laughs> Nick Fury's meeting with Gravik, and they have a big long chat about it, and it's the it's the kind of same stuff. But I feel like it's outworn. It's welcome at this point. The whole two characters just talking in the show. Yeah. Um, and there's some whatever. There's some stuff in there, but also it wasn't really Nick Fury at all, was it? So it was. It was worthless. He's, it was Gaia. Gaia's pretending to have radiation poisoning. So is it a real conversation then? No. Not really. Does it really learn anything else about these characters? Uh, because one Nick, of them, Nick Fury, is actually at the hospital, 
and they have a bit of a Mexican standoff. That's like the whole scene, right? I mean, am I even? I feel like I'm not even really skipping much. And no. that's it. Is like Gravik and Gaia have a fight, and um, Nick Fury and what's her name? What's her name here? Olivia. Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman, whatever her character's name is, is at the hospital, and they're trying to convince the president not to fucking nuke Russia, which is such a like an absurd thing. Again, every week, I, it's it's still true. It's like uh Russia, huh? They call him Plat- uh, President Vladimir for. Nuke in Russia, are we? Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. What That's a fun weird. topic. Weird thing to be doing right now in current year. Uh, not that they could know, but they could have known. <laughs> Fucking read the room there, buddy. <laughs> so, I don't know. So, a, lo- a lot of people have been critical of the big CGI fight because we have Gravik and we have Gaia, and they're both super scrolls, and they do a big super scroll fight. With all the Avengers powers. I don't think that's the worst part of this episode, though. I mean, there is something to be said for, like, this was supposed to be a more serious, grounded Marvel show, right? Mm-hmm. And they do the thing that She-Hulk made fun of at the end. They literally just do a big CGI fight, right? Should I punch up, yeah. Like, everyone, you know, everyone who was like, this is Marvel's Andor, and then this. And this is what you got. Andor would never, all right? Listen. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just nothing. And then, like, we have to prove, try to convince the president that yeah. Rhodey's a scroll. Why don't they just shoot him then and there, like, right away? Or shoot him in the leg, because we know that works, because we've seen it work. Olivia Coma's character, when she goes on her little rampage, la- not really rampage. It seems like it's inconsistent. Yeah. Whether they can pretend their blood's a different color or not, right? Would you say? No, I think it's always purple. Is it always? Or no, I think at the beginning, where Martin Freeman's character jumps off a roof, it's not purple. That's what I mean. I think I think it's been shown to be different. But still, I don't know. That was kind of weird of like, we gotta convince. No, I'm the real one. No, I'm the real one. You know, it's like one of those tropes. Hate that. Say one thing only the real one of you would know. Uh, That's like they know. So if they just shot him, then he would. The proof would be there itself immediately. And they finally decide to do it. That's what I mean. I don't really. I I don't know. I I feel like nothing really changed throughout the scene. To I guess they wanted to de-escalate. Like they wanted to convince him before they did it. Mm. Because if you just walk in and shoot Rhodey in the head, that's going to set everyone off regardless. Yeah, it's a lot of hectic. But still, stupid. Yeah, very dumb. It shouldn't take that to convince the president not to nuke Russia. That sounds like a horrible idea. And there, even then, he's like, are you sure? And then Rose like, very insistent. I feel like that would be like, well, why are you so insistent that we nuke Russia, thereby starting the war when there are terror, like possibly false flag attacks? Mm-hmm. Surely that all connects. I think this is, I mean, I, I know I made fun of the conversation, but they're doing some good stuff, I guess. Wait, go back a little bit. Ben Kingsley Adder is all like giving a big speech of like, this is the first yeah. man I ever killed. You made me kill a man. What? Uh, with Nick Fury is the thing about, oh, actually, no, Gaia, about, like, why they couldn't find the planet. I just want to watch it. Yeah, so this has caused a lot of discourse because it's like, wait, can they not find a planet or have they just been unable to? Or, like, people have been pointing to the garden, the planet where Thanos retires to at the end of Infinity War, mm-hmm. and then they go to their, in the beginning of Endgame and get his ass. Why couldn't they go there? Apparently, in the comics, they literally do that exact thing, but all the scrolls get sick and die. So, like... And one, like, on some level, you're like, oh, I guess that makes sense as to why. But also, the fact that that's never brought up in this show. And also, it's just made up, right? Like, they just just write it. wrote that to be the case. So you could just write that to not be the case. There's yeah. no, like, internal logic to this universe that makes that necessary. Mm-hmm. But whatever. He's all like, I didn't like having to kill people for you, Nick Fury, and that's why I'm going to kill everyone. <laughs> Don't know if that follows, Gravik. Because yeah. you're all like, I... Killing is wrong, except I've been loving to do it all so long. Nothing I love more than murdering other people. All right, graphic fine. Um, yeah, basically, Nick Fury, as guy before he's revealed, says that he searched for a while and then was like, nope, there are no planets ever in the known universe that we can take you. But again, it's not... 
actually him. So, did, did is that something he told her is true to say, or is that something she's just saying to bother him? He does have a decent line, which I actually liked, but again, and then it wasn't him, so that's weird. But I did like the whole, it's easier to save 8 billion, 8 billion lives than to change their hearts and minds. And I I mean, I think there's something to that. Yeah. Um, which is kind of the whole, like, brings us to a, a, a kind of overarching problem with the whole show, I think. Which is, like, the scroll, and, like, what they mean in this show. Yeah. What their deal is. Because I feel like this show couldn't decide if they were good or not. I mean, no. they're good. Like, here's the problem, and a lot of people have pointed this out, but Captain, what Captain Marvel did, right, was make them refugees, yeah. right? They're victims of this excessive war, war of, the Kree. of the Kree. They're without a home, and they're not bad. They're not all, like, evil. Like, they're just decent mm, be- yeah, beings people. for the most part. Yeah, twist on how they are in the comics. But then you do the show where they're the bad guys... They're, they're refugees, but they're also terrorists who are want to kill all the humans. And, and, and some of them really are terrorists, like yeah. actual bad guy terrorist guys. <laughs> who like want to kill everybody and like are literally kill all the everyone, human. the whole all of the human race. And also their power is that they like replace us. So it's it is kind of this weird thing of like you've made them refugees who actually do want to like take over the planet and. Replace everyone in power and take over the world. And take over the place that they've moved to, which is, like, not a great argument, like analogy for refugees. Yeah. Like, a great, like, yeah, allegorical tale to spin about refugees. It's like, hey, sometimes when refugees come to a place, they actually do want to take it over. And they do do horrible acts of violence. Oh, boy. Okay, jeez. And, they, and only they, can have, they have to turn against each other and make warring factions in that refugee group. The good ones have to prove that they're good or it's like... Okay. And the problem is that this show touches on all this stuff. And never, I mean, it's done now. Here it is. It's done. And I don't think it ever really did a lot of those ideas service, right? No. Like, when, because here's the thing. When Talos is saying that, of like, no, Gaia, we're going to do, and then they will know we're good. They'll know we're the good ones. And even at the time, we were like, well, that doesn't even sound right. Come out of your mouth. Right? Like, as soon as you said it, that's like, ooh. But that doesn't, I mean, we don't know. Like, that seems to be just kind of how it went. Although, it, well, I mean, I don't know. They kind of deal with it. But I guess we'll get to it. But I feel like the problem is, I mean, you're worried they're never going to follow up on this stuff regardless. But Oh, yeah. So, again, they avoid it. They just shoot Rhodey in the head. It's not really Rhodey. Um, they have their big CGI fight where they all have the different powers, right? Um, and they did the, exactly the thing I didn't think they would, which is that she does just have Captain Marvel's powers. So she wins because she has all the Avengers and he doesn't, right? He's just got whatever b-tier bullshit he was dealing with before right? well, he's got all the avengers powers too when did he get all the avengers when he puts when they're both in the machine together oh just then yeah oh that actually did it yeah the, she he literally they both use captain marvel's powers at once i didn't know this are you sure yes why does she win the fight then because she's the protagonist i thought the idea was that he had less powers than her no no, they have the same amount of powers go back they both see he's his see he's got korg powers i thought that's just that's korg yeah I thought it was just like rock giant. But then who's the ice here? Is that frost giant yeah. and Korg? And that's Groot. But we knew they had Groot. That is part of they're both flying around in the sky with Captain Marvel powers. They run at each I other. She wasn't, I thought he was. she was the only one flying. They both fly at each other. This is stupid. <laughs> I don't like this, Jack. See, Maybe it is bad. <laughs> See? They, they're both shining. They're both tell. flying. Are you sure? Look, I don't know. I yeah, right so. there. Well, then why is she able to just kill him? I don't know. She shoots him in the chest somehow. I can't remember how. I think she shoots him with a Captain Marvel. See, I guess it was this part that tripped me up because it looked like only one of them was flying. All right, never mind. Regardless, she does kill him. <laughs> she does yeah. beat him in the she fight. She gets like a mantis powers and gets some. But then, like, why doesn't he have that? That's what I, I guess. That's what I thought. I, I don't know. I think they don't. They don't. He doesn't just doesn't think about it. Dumbass. She knows she can use these powers, even though 
Presumably, neither of them have met any of these people. She met Captain Marvel. Not Mantis. My oh, point, my point Mantis. was Mantis. Yeah, not Mantis. <laughs> they wouldn't know Mantis. Maybe they saw the movie. Maybe they saw <laughs> Avengers Endgame. They're like, oh shit, they're in this? See, he shoots lasers now. No, you're totally right. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. He blocked it out because it was so awful. Clearly, I didn't pay very close attention to this episode. Also, why is he a hulking monster and she's not? Even though I don't know why she wasn't a skull for any of this. Because she's supposed to be bad guy and he's supposed to be... Yeah. Or whatever. Because the bad guys don't look human. But yeah, the, the bad guy do. should not look human and the good guy should look like a pretty woman. <sighs> I feel like we're mixing our you know, messaging there. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, they get him... Um... They just kept marble beams right to the chest. Why didn't uh, I mean overall? It's not a him. very it's not a very prolonged fight, is it? No, it's very short. I mean, they only had forty minutes, and they spent half this on fucking bullshit. And she does just like kill him. I really, I guess I, I really thought that was because like he didn't have the whatever powers to stop that. But there's no reason for that. Yeah, even if he didn't, I mean, he has um extremists. Shouldn't he heal? No, that's like explicitly the one thing in that movie that they don't heal from. Oh, really? Yeah, you've seen it. Oh, Iron Man chest beams the one crazy guy the one crazy extreme literally chest beams him with the unibeam through his chest just like that and then he's oh, dead for i real. didn't remember he's like heal from this and then the guy doesn't now there's no good reason for that right right he's like heal from this and it's like yeah why can't he why can't it would make why sense. are you saying it like that's a what but he doesn't that, I mean, movie's, that movie's not very good no it's fine hey it's fine so you're all there big cat it's fine but it's don't be one of the listen you don't gotta be an iron man 3 hater okay i already am um, so then Guy goes and gets everyone out, and Rhodey's there. So this is, this is another big... He's in, like, a hospital gown? What is this? That's the idea, right? Which has led people to think, based on everyone else, it seems like they're in the clothes they're in when they get replaced. Mm-hmm. Which would suggest... That Rhodey gets replaced after Civil War? During Civil War. Which has been like, oh my god. Oh, yeah, he about... can't really walk. And he can't really walk well. I know. Which that. is like, okay... Which no one else really seemed to have issue with. So it's like, does that mean for all of Infinity War and Endgame and stuff, he's been bad? I guess so. So the director was asked about this and he said, I think so. I think that's when he was replaced. You're the guy. What do you... You think. What do you mean you think? They didn't tell you? <laughs> didn't tell anybody? The fuck? So that's not great. Um, I don't like that idea and I don't... I guess I'm not even inclined to think it's true, probably. I mean, I feel like you could just as easily say it's not, yeah. it's not really that important. He also could have leg atrophy from being a scroll for months, and his legs don't work very well anyway, so it'd be hard for him to walk. You could easily just kind of hand wave that away that way. Be like, ah, oh, he's got problems, whatever, who cares? Because it kind of really undercuts it if it's like, so he saved, so the scroll was like, actually, I think I'm going to save the world in Endgame. Why? Why would it? Why would it want I'm gonna to... share this tender moment with my friend as he dies. Who's not really my friend. Yeah, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna talk to Nebula about like being a robot man. What? Also, why would a scroll replace you and make your legs not work? How would they know that? The mind thing? I don't know. <laughs> I, somebody's gotta know. The director doesn't know. I just. I just don't like. And I think we kind of talked about it. Like this is kind of the whole problem with doing the scroll thing is that you run into issues like this very quickly. Yeah. Is that you're always going to step on some toes when you say X character has been a scroll since X time. That's inevitably, no matter what or when. But in this case, you're talking about literally like, I mean, the very most pivotal pivotal, pivotal movies, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. So if there's any two movies to not do that with, it would probably be these ones, right? Because you're talking about like, he like held happy at Tony's funeral and stuff. Yeah. And that was a scroll for graphic. Gravik was playing the whole time. It's unclear his timeline on this. Why would we, why? Also, that means was Gravik blipped? You know what that means is that he was at the the garden. He went there. So if that's the case, then he really ought to have known. So he knew that. 
Uh, well, because I saw a meme that was like it was Captain Marvel and Rhodey are both there, right? And they're both like, I should tell Gravik. <laughs> yes. Or, or no, like Carol is like, I should tell Nick Fury, and Rhodey's like, I should tell Gravik. So I'm inclined to think no, just for not even just because I don't want it to be true on like an emotional level, but I honestly think on a practical level it doesn't really work. Yeah. But then again, like, what's even the point that again? So if we're just assuming that Rhodey was replaced sometime between Endgame and now, or like. Even Captain Mar- America and the Winter Soldier in now. Oh, or, right. He's or in Falcon, that. Falcon, whatever the fuck that show's called. Falcon, Captain America and the White Wolf or whatever the fuck. Also, we got a weird muddled metaphors in that one. Well, I'm muddled. That one just doesn't take a side. That's that's that one's problem, I think. Disney, classically, not great at uh, metaphors. No. not, not Unless Tony Gerwa is at the helm, it seems. Yeah. He'll take a stand. He'll talk about it. He's like, it's easy, you know. We've, we've, we've read the memes. Yeah. Like Disney's, they do stuff like, and then Tony Gill's like, it's it's always morally correct to throw bricks at the police, <laughs> kill them. <laughs> the police are nothing but a, a bully. <laughs> they must be met with utmost force. <laughs> they are nothing but a tool of the of the <laughs> of the oppressors. <laughs> they s- destroy them with force. And then Disney's like, we all die. Everything's a prequel. And Disney's like, refugees are bad sometimes. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, watch it. Prisons are used to work. Slavery is legal in prison. I saw, they'll, kill, I gotta, they'll work you to death. <laughs> I got a tweet, or uh, should I say a, a, a Z or whatever? Oh, yeah. A Z, of course. X. This scene. Fucking warehouse scene. What is it? She's all horrified. She knows it's here. What is this? Well, yeah, so I guess we should say that. So, who are all these people? <sighs> are they dead? They really never even say, do they? No, they just... Because it's just Nick Fury's talking the whole time. Yeah, so this is pretty... Dis- I gotta say, this was kind of dramatic. So, the ending is that the president goes... The scrolls are here, and I fucking hate them. I Let's get all the scrolls. Yeah. And he actually like sets people off. And we have some pretty distressing stuff, I would think. And they just—how do they get in the newsroom that easily? Yeah, masked men with guns. They walk so calmly in. Because and... America, Jack. Don't you get it? It's like Barry. It's like you can just go anywhere with guns, don't you know? Because America. Oh, Bill Hader. Why do you those look? Hollywood people. You do. They live... know. They got a real good, He's... good like handle on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? So he, basically, he sets off a wave of. Anti-scroll like, sentiment. Yeah, anti-scroll sentiment in the in the world and the, or the country, and if not the whole world, and like they start doing some hate crimes. Um, some of them real, like they get this news guy, and then some of them is just. I think they like, killed the prime a, minister. This is like a yeah, who's just assassinated and wasn't a scroll. <laughs> Insane, crazy. Insane. And then the ref, they're starting to get killed. No, this is um, she's the she was on the council. Yeah, she's a scroll, and she but she makes it, and so Nick Fury's like, you're getting them killed. They're killing each other. They're getting like. They're killing scrolls. They're killing innocent people. Also, they're just getting killed. Like, it's just madness. And he's like called off, and the president's like, "Fuck you, Nick Fury." Nick Fury would have known that there's only one way to blah blah blah. I love very clearly on a green screen Nick Fury talking into his phone like he's looking at a text he received, and he's like, "Get him off my planet." Which honestly, probably, it's just gonna happen in the in the Marvels. Like they're just gonna resolve that completely. Probably just be like, and then we found a house, a house, a home. We found one house floating in space, like. So he's like, hey, the Kree want to have a truce, by the way. That didn't, had never, like, that's not a point of, at any point in this show. Mm-hmm. But he's like, all right, wife, come with me to do it. And she's like, I got, I can do it for like a minute. And then I got to come back. What? What's going on? What and fix everything here. I got to be a leader to my people with Gaia. Also, Gaia teams up with Livy Coleman's character. Mm-hmm. What's she called? Will we ever remember? I don't care. She's cool. We like your character. Yeah, we're like, she's like the... One of the, one of the only real redeeming uh, elements of uh, yeah, because they kill all the other ones. There's only good character that'll kill off. Uh, she's good. I mean, Emily Amelia Clark was fine, I guess, but she really didn't. 
didn't wow me. Yeah. She, they didn't give her enough to do, I they guess. They don't really use her for like three episodes. And they're like, and now Talos is dead, so we gotta use you. That's true. <gasps> she's called... Sonya. Sonya. We, we knew Sonya, that. We keep yeah, forgetting. He's got Mr. Hoot, and he gives... So I got a person. Uh, they said, um, doing a super spy show where anyone can be an alien, and the aliens are bad, but also the aliens are displaced refugees, but also, sometimes the xenophobes are right, and in the end, none of it matters, because you have to be able to see the Marvels without having seen this. Money well spent. Money well spent. And I think he's hit on some things there, for sure. Again, for about sure. the, like, they've mixed their metaphors a bit. Now, we did talk about it a little bit, la- little bit last week with the Marvels trailer about how, because Miss Marvel's in it, this is really starting the whole, like, you have to watch everything train. Now, will this also follow along, or will they just disregard this in favor of only doing the Miss Marvel stuff? Yeah, so the argument a lot of people are saying is that, like, it's because it's, like, three, honestly. Because you could argue you need to see WandaVision, That's true. Captain Marvel, and, or uh, Miss Marvel, and this. Which, I, I don't know. It's tough. I, I think, like, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, this is a bad, like, look at it, they're, they're off the rails, they're expecting people to watch three shows. And I think it's kind of like a... I don't know. I don't know how to phrase this. It's a bit of a chicken egg thing. I guess what I'm trying to get. Like, what I'm saying is, I think people are probably more pointing that out because they're unhappy with the current movies and or the current stuff in general. Whereas, if they had liked this stuff, that wouldn't be a complaint. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, for sure. I think one. Which I don't. One division's all right because they fit a lot into one. Because you have to watch one division, but also it gives you Wanda stuff and this stuff. So maybe that's a little bit better. I mean, we've kind of talked about this a lot in this show, variously, right? And it's just, I've long maintained that if you're into it, you're into it, and if you're not, you're not. And I really don't, I don't actually think that people will show up to the Marvels and be super lost. No. That's how I feel. And They'll just hate it because women are in it. Probably. And they won't even focus on anything else. I just don't think there's a significant portion of people who think about it so much, are so in, into the universe and everything, that they're going to, like, think about those kind of discrepancies lore-wise, other than just kind of taking the movie at face value and enjoying it, Mm -hmm. but then also didn't want to... Do do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a pretty specific, narrow thing of, like, well, I don't want to watch the movie, or the shows, but I also care enough about this universe to get, like, worked up. About not being... Not understanding it? It seems like it's a very... A, a very small and ridiculous. If you cared, sort of you would person. you would just watch them. I think. Listen, yeah. like okay. And the only reason you'd know if there were any discrepancies is if you were following it in the first place. So you're arguing. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. For people who don't my, actually like, exist. For example, my sister. She watches one in every four Marvel movies. Maybe she's never once asked me a question. It's it's honestly like maybe she's a particular individual, but like we'll go to see one and I'll be like, "What did you think?" And she'll just be like, "I don't know. It was a movie I saw." <laughs> like she's done, right? Like she yeah. can't even conceive of what we do here, where we talk about things for <laughs> minutes on end. Sometimes hours about the movies we've seen because she's like, I don't know, it's a movie I saw, right? She would never, she would go see it, and never be like giving any any shit about any of the yeah. Like, but where did Photon come from, and where did Miss the Miss Marvel? I see the Miss Marvel bangles are related, but now is that tied on in a different <laughs> property? Or? Now how a Moon Knight playing this in Kang right. Dynasty? That's just not how mo- I don't think that's how most people work. It's like they're not crazy like us. Yeah, big. The big nerd people on on the internet can sometimes forget that they ultimately represent a very, a very small, small portion of the greater whole, right? Mm-hmm. It's like with the Snyder Cut fans, where they're the Snyderverse people, where they're like, "The DC is going to realize just how big of a deal we are, and this and that, and you know." But you're not. They never are. If the DC, you know, if these movies are being made or, or broken by the support of the Snyderverse, like the hardcore Snyderverse fans. That's not that's a that's a bad sign either way because that means there's not it's not a lot of support there's not a lot of support generally right mm-hmm. absolutely kind of like that so yes there's like 
all the people who are plugged in like us who are like, is this a problem? And maybe, but also I think they're failing to realize that like most people don't care. <laughs> yeah, they really, really don't. And if, I mean, and here's the thing, even if they do care enough to be like, well, what's happening here? Just look it up. Why is this the way that it is? And an article or a Wikipedia thing will just tell you. So even if those people do exist who are like, I don't want to watch the shows, but I want to keep up with the movies. You can just find it on YouTube. Someone will explain it. I mean, it's a weird thing to consume media, but people do it because, you know, I can care so much about so many things. And good, so, on, good on them, I guess. I think it'll probably be fine. Yeah, they're, that movie's still going to make a lot of money. Cause if, I, I think so. I think I it'll be I good. Hope so. I mean, I guess I don't really care, but yeah, I guess I would like I would like the MCU to continue to be viable. I hope I want it to get good. I mean, I always I think things are pretty good, but I just want people to shut up about it. I don't care if you think the MCU is bad. I don't need 15 video essays about how you didn't like it post Endgame. If I hear one more fucking person tell me they didn't like it post Endgame, I'm gonna scream. That's not a good argument anymore. All right, it's it, it's like saying One Piece is too long. We get it. All right, we all know. Yeah. Move past again. It. It's like the thing we say this a lot because we like to sit in the middle. God, where people fence. have good points, and but they always just go too far. Fences are so comfortable. When people what. are all like, the MCU should have ended after Endgame. It's like, well, that's just obviously not, right? That's silly. That's just silly, right? That was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. So just, they just don't They should have stopped ever it. the biggest movie ever. Do you shut up? Would you shut up about it? Like, just don't oh, watch it if you don't like them, all right? Don't, I don't care. No one cares. So the people who don't listen to the show, then do care because so you keep listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy says, I still can't get over how Secret Invasion is all about Fury accepting accountability. And the show ends with him leaving Earth as scrolls are dying in the streets. That's true. And he makes out with his wife, though, in a weird scene. Um, this person brought up a good point. Last thing I'll say on this, but it, man, it's weird how WandaVision is like the only Disney Plus show to actually use the pre-existing MCU supporting cast in any meaningful way. Like, you'd think Secret Invasion would have been all over that from the word go. Now, I, don't, I wouldn't fully agree with that because I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier does a decent job of that as well. Yeah. But... I definitely get their point that, like, again, a show about, like, where the whole premise should be, like, who do we, you know, who who of the characters we know has been changed, and again, as it turned out, it was one. It was just Rhodey, and it was the guy we all called from day one. Day one. Yeah. Kind of a weakness. And Martin Freeman, who but it was revealed immediately. Yes. So, worst rated Marvel finale, worst rated MCU, anything, is this episode. It's got, like, 13. What do we think? I think fair. Maybe not. Maybe not thirteen, but yeah. Do we think this is the weakest show? I do. I certainly do. Now, um, yeah, because Loki was. We didn't. We didn't love Loki finale, but at least it had. It had a strong start. Loki's one of the ones where I think, like in retrospect, stronger. It's only good. Like yes, we didn't adore the finale, but I also don't even hate it as much. As, I think a lot of people like full on missed some of the ideas in there. Yeah, and like some of their. It's one of those things where I'm like, did you guys watch it? What's your what? This criticism isn't the thing i'm saying but yeah, um i'd say it definitely beats out captain winter soldier of just shows that i was kind of bored watching sometimes because that that show i got kind of bored sometimes but i stayed in it maybe because it was the second marvel show and i was like now nah, these are definitely going to be good but this one we've had a couple and i'm like all right come on guys i feel like loki's L- loki loki's got a lot more juice i don't know it looks really good like it's got a lot more going on it's than good. some of these more recent ones i would have to agree because it goes to different places they, they, like, do more fantastical things. I would say it's visually much more impressive than this show. Even Shulk's a little bit better because they had Daredevil. And this, um, that's that's the last thing maybe we'll end on here, is uh, where, do, where, did, uh, where did the money go, Jack? Where did the money go? How much did this cost? $212 million, which means $35 million per app. <sighs> you know what that is, Jack? It's too much. That's, like, twice House of the Dragon. That's, like, thrice Game of Thrones at its height. Like... 
And then I said dragons. That's lunacy, There was a right? whole house full of those dragons. <laughs> and they only used Like, that's have. insane, right? This was nothing. This show, you could have told me this show cost fucking $5 million a pop, and I would have been like, probably. Like, unless Samuel Jackson was Re- given, like... Really dragged him to the Half mud- of that. He must have been. It, I have to believe that. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he made onto the order of tens of millions of dollars for this, but apparently part of it is that they they reshot for four months, which is, um, some might call... Bad sign. A shoot. Like, they just did the whole... Like, that's enough to do almost the whole thing again. Um... I don't know. That's crazy, right? Like, that is wild. Unhinged. The, okay, here's a fact factoid. One more episode would have made up the budget. If so, if another 35 mil would have made up the budget of Civil War. <laughs> it's not even that long. That's the thing. Is that um? The episodes aren't like an they're hour. not. Yeah, they're it, 40 it's, minutes. It's barely like three hours. Is it even? No, it's six episodes. It's like yeah, they they've only got. Look at the last three are all like not even 40. Fucking episode four there, and episode's actually six, right? That's nearly a a mill a minute <laughs> oh my god and that sh- it does not that hospital where there's like four guards for the president in an empty ass hallway the whole show is in like rooms yeah. like closed rooms and like and bars and a part of the street literally just like normal aspect like the whole point is that they're normal buildings there's nothing spectacular about them it's just people having conversations in rooms wild like that's and Game of Thrones had that, but the rooms were much bigger and cooler and they were fake fantasy rooms at least and some of them had dragons in the room the whole time I mean, we listen. When they put when they made Storm's End, we were like, "Look, it's the big room from Storm's End. We've never seen this room before." Isn't that crazy? That's cool. These are just rooms. This is just a bar in England where they made Ben Mendelsohn eat I mean, a is, third of a is, tomato. This is crazy, right? It's, I, it's, like it's almost uh, it's like it's baffling. Listen, we've we've leaned more into this this year than I think ever before with all the budget stuff, and I think it's I think it's I think this is the year for it if there ever was one. Absolutely. But come on, that's two Oppenheimers, Jack. Double Oppenheimer? That's double Oppenheimer. He made a whole bomb for half of this? It's more than two. It's like, Oppenheimer was a cool 100 mil. Good lord. And honestly, I think for the rest of time, that's going to be like the metric. It's like, how many Oppenheimers was this? It's got to be. Was it worth it, right? Wasn't. Was Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning 1 almost three Oppenheimers worth a movie? Very nearly three Oppenheimers worth? No. Was James Bond in the, or James Bond. Indiana Jones and the Dial Destiny? God bless. Listen, I like that movie. But was it three Oppenheimers worth of movie? Probably not. I wouldn't say so. It's why it's going, Jack, it's going crazy. The whole industry is going to implode. It's happening before our very eyes, Jack. They've been on strike for like 90 days. It's going to go longer. What's that? What's going on? They're going to lose their homes. They They've won't. all forgot how money works, I think. They've got too much of it. It's nothing to them. Fucking Bob Iger gets like $60 million a year or whatever the fuck. And he's forgotten what it means. They've all forgotten, Jack. David Zaslav doesn't understand what's going on. They've all lost their goddamn minds. Try to slash Turner Classic Movies. Zaslav's like, guys, I, I, I made $50 million by selling the Matrix soundtracks or whatever. Or $500 million. Uh, Guys, uh, uh, so here's the thing. I lost $300 million on The Flash. Ooh, sorry. We, we had to pull it Did from... I say last, year, last week when we talked about it? The I don't pre- know if I mentioned specifically. That's their biggest bomb ever. Oh, yeah. In the history of the studio? I don't think we said on the show. But history of the it. studio. Over 100 years. And that's not even... Beca- like, that's only because of how expensive it is, right? Like, yeah. you could never make... You could never lose $300 million on a movie before because... No movie cost that much. And they pulled it from theaters, if I recall. Because they were like, this is making no... Nobody's seen it. They, they're Fandango losing was, it, Jack. It's it's it's, it's crumbling given, before our eyes. So. They were giving tickets away. <sighs> One, I could take out? Yep. All right. Well, I could take out of that in two... What now? I don't know. Shit. Dealer's choice. Uh, let's do. What are we talking about? Let's do Barbieheimer stuff. You got more Barbieheimer things? All right, Jack. I've got a folder here. 
dear. It's called Barbieheimer. It's a bunch of Barbieheimer takes. I'm just going to read them as they come. All right? So we're, have, we're having Barbieheimer. Well, Barbie and Oppenheimer mixed in. You ready? All right. Um, oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. I, I wonder if we can make I was trying to think of a fun game where you just read the take, and I have to guess which one it is, but there might be a lot of, like... A lot of them are going to be pretty obvious, identifying. but we can do it. If you got any ones, say say you want me to guess, all right? Because you're reading them. Sure. If, if it's obvious, you can just tell All right, me. this one's obvious. So, I'm not even a big fan of Oppenheimer, but I am a critic, and I know there's so much of the film occurs through the prism of one's man's mind. So, when details are left out, it means he wasn't thinking of them. That's the horror of it all. All he was thinking about was making the bomb. And again, I, it was about Barbie. About that we talked about that last week. Why do I keep saying that? I keep saying last year, last month. Jesus, I'm losing it. Time is a, time is a face in the water. It, it, re- it really is. So, last week, we, we talked about this idea that, like, it's about him. Yeah, it's his life. I don't life. know if we mentioned it. Did we talk about the idea that he wrote the script in the first person even? Yeah, I know. I don't think we did, but I've seen Matt Damon talk. He loves talking about that, Matt Damon. Well, they all talk about it. It's true. Because yeah, it's like, he's like one of the first people to ever do it. Like, everyone who talks about it is like, I've never seen this before. You can buy it, actually, I saw. You can buy the screenplay book. It's kind of cool. I was thinking about it, honestly. We can we can remake Oppenheimer. You and I just sitting here. <laughs> Oppenheimer audio play. <laughs> I call Oppenheimer. All right, I'll be everybody else. I'll be Florence Pugh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's, when you really think about it, I think that, and again, I said this last week of like, it's more, it's so much more about him than I really anticipated, which I said this last week, I still maintain it. It does sound dumb in retrospect because it's like, well, that's the name of the movie. But mm. again, it's not about the war. It's not about it. It's just about him. Like, he's in almost every scene. He's in more of the scenes, I feel like, than any actor I've ever seen in any movie ever. Yeah. And here's the thing about like it. Like, percentage-wise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even if you didn't, like, the whole, even watching the film, the whole thing, the the um, the narrative device, or the framing device of the film, is him reading a statement where he recounts his yeah, life. His entire life. So it's like, if he, yeah, if he didn't write it, he didn't think it was important for this, the security, whatever the fuck it was called. So, like, you know, he wouldn't write about the Japanese perspective. He doesn't fucking live in Japan. <laughs> like, he never went there. This kind of follows up on that, so it's pretty obvious. But I am a skeptical. So okay, well, I'll, I'll, okay, it's a line of tweets or zeets. A sign of zeets. A sign of zeets. Uh, so the film. Op- so this guy says, just saw Oppenheimer, an in-depth character exploration of the people who built the atomic bomb, a weapon of mass destruction that killed a quarter million Japanese civilian. Film is three hours long and features no Japanese people, right? And again, that's the same. It's all. It's all the same line of criticism. And person says, I am as skeptical of this line of criticism as I am that the idea that movies like Grave of the Fireflies, which I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. As being like a really notable, you know, uh, movie about the atomic bomb from made by the Jap- in from the perspective of Japanese people, um, needs to be centered on the experiences of Chinese civilians bombed with biological weapons in Ningbo or sex- vivisected by Unit Seven Thirty One. Not everything needs to be about everything, and it, to me, it's just as simple as that, right? Yeah. Like you can do that about anything. Like this guy pointed out, right? Is it fair to to talk about a movie about the experiences of Japanese civilians during? World War Two. World War Two, and say, well, what about Chinese civilians who also had terrible things done to them, or the Korean or Korean citizens? Right. Like those are also worth telling, but I mean, the like, you know, movie cinema, really all art, if we're getting right down to it, right, is defined by its like limitations, right? Mm-hmm. Like inherently, yes, not all movies can be about all things. Like that's the whole point is that it's telling a specific thing from about a, f- a specific point of view, point of view, a specific time. Like that's. It's so, it sounds so, like, weird to even have to explain this almost. It's like, yes, movies are about specific things and not about the other specific things. Not all movies are about all things. Like, what do we even... Come on. What's what even happening here? Right. Why, why are we doing this? Listen, I hear what you're saying, but also, I just don't think it's a really valid criticism. Again, especially building on the idea, 
it's not all that favorable to him. A lot of these critiques, I feel like, are coming from people who didn't really watch the movie and are constructing an idea of, an idea of it in their head of like, ah, this must be some kind of hero worship, right? Mm. Which it decidedly is not. I also saw some stuff recently about the quote-unquote 15-minute sex scene between Florence Pugh and Killian Murphy uh, as their characters. And I was thinking, what scene are they talking about? I don't understand. And then I look in the comments... And it's sh- of whatever reel I was watching on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, guys, it's just them talking in a room naked. They don't have sex for that long. They only have sex in Even one. Even that's like two minutes that's long. That's two minutes. And because somebody in the, an earlier comment was like, what, is this real? Someone tell me. I'm taking my mom to see it tonight. And I'm thinking, is your mom an eight-year-old child? You Like, wh- what are you talking about? Is she like a pastor? What your the- mom can't be exposed to like, sex? What a, what a paradoxical... Yeah. situation you thought going to an r-rated movie you weren't gonna see this like what do you what, well so yeah i mean it tells you in the happening? ratings it tells you they tell you why it's rated that it's yeah. one of the f- factors it's just a very odd thing one of those weird things like it's not it's not a sex scene as if they're just sitting naked i mean i guess it's odd it's odd that they're sitting naked but who cares like don't just stare at them it's also a- i don't think it's odd frankly i mean if, if it's odd in the sense that like it's a movie scene it's odd to portray that in a movie yeah I, because I, that's movies the only don't thing. often betray that. But that's the only thing I would see as odd. I honestly think that like that's a scene where two characters are naked and they're just existing around each other is not a sex naked scene. because they are in a intimate relationship. Mm. That isn't weird. No, not at all. I agree. Right? It's like the inverse of most sex scenes where the second the second they finish, they're like all wrapped up perfectly. You know, everyone's yeah. perfectly covered by the sheet in the exact perfect way. To Hide that's it. weird, right? It's when two people finish banging and then immediately they're like, (gasps) for shame. (laughs) I'm completely covered. I'm not touching you at all. We're directly apart. That's what's odd if we really are going to think about it. Two people who just fucked and now they're having a cigarette and they're still naked. Why is that weird? It's the 50s. You always had a cigarette. Come on. The war is going on. Well, even better. The war is still going on. Again, the bit's falling apart, but this is another one. (laughs) Oppenheimer. I'm a mentally unstable pariah with blood on my hands. I cheat on my wife. My inability to firmly stake out an ideological stance will alienate me both from the government and from my communist pals. I doomed the world. Twitter. Why did this movie glorify him so much? Seriously. Right. Nobody so. watches the movie. Um. Well, X. Not Twitter. So a lot X. of people have said... Yeah. X, please. Yeah. Now, don't dead name it. A lot of people are talking about, like, that the, the movie should have ended with the Trinity test. Like, that they the last hour goes on too long like which i think i mentioned last week yeah some guys they said that people are like come on is it not over yet um which i didn't even felt feel even a little no. i was very engaged with the whole hearing aspect of it but this guy says last hour is crucial to the movie's conclusion we have to watch oppenheimer reckon with the faceless petty bureaucrats he handed the power of nuclear fire and on a much more superficial level the last hour is also where robert Downey jr drops all of his usual tricks and goes god mode which fair he does he's great he's really good in that and yeah, I like that idea. Like when you say that, that idea that is this contrast. Like look at look at the people who actually have the power. Yeah, they're f- idiots. They're petty fools. They don't actually understand what they're doing. Um, this is a cool thing. A lot of these are just kind of cool. They're not necessarily super, but it's just it's reactions. It's takes. You know, you do reactions sometimes, very sporadically. Um, basically, just to fast forward, uh, Smith. I don't know who f- if he's in the movie. Let's see real quick. Okay, I guess it's Henry Smith, a character who was not in Oppenheimer, <laughs> but like at least wasn't portrayed, but a real guy. Um, he had a conversation with Strauss, Strauss, whatever, um, where, so Smith says, on a personal level, he didn't particularly care for Oppenheimer. They had been Princeton neighbors for 10 years, and Oppenheimer had always struck him as a vain and pretentious man. What mattered was 
that Smith didn't find the evidence convincing. In early May, he and Strauss had lunch and proceeded to argue about the verdict. Oh, I think he was the... Oh, he was the discerning opinion on the hearing, I think. See, Remy he was the old guy. No, no, no. On the oh, security yes. hearing, he was the old guy who actually was like, kind of on Oppenheimer's side. Took I him to test. I think that's who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had lunch and were arguing about the verdict. At the end of their lunch, Smith said, Lewis, the difference between you and me is that you see everything as either black or white, and to me, everything looks gray. And that's just a cool explanation as to why... His is in black and white. His in black and white. Isn't that fun? That is fun. And that's from... that's That, that little uh, thing I just read is from American Prometheus, so... Oh, very cool. Um... Here's one. Again, this should be for guys. But <clears throat> uh, men deserve to sorry. Men deserve better than to live in the shadow of others and basing their entire identity on either trying to impress or dominate those that surround them. Conservative. This movie hates men. <laughs> right? Seriously. I'd... Which one was that, Jack? Ah, uh, that's tough. Ooh, actually, you know what? Subversion. The Flash. <laughs> Very cool, dude, Barbie. But yeah, that's a big idea. If yeah. anything, I honestly think you could make an argument that it's much more charitable to men than you might have even expected for a movie that's trying to deal about like women's problems. Because if we're being honest, like a lot of women's problems are kind of directly or indirectly led to men because of men. And overall, the movie comes away being like, it's kind of hard for everyone out there. And like men are victims of the patriarchy too. Mm-hmm. In their own way. I mean, Ken pretty clearly lines it up where he, even when he doesn't care about it anymore, he has to keep doing it or else he'll be left behind and ostracized. Yeah. Uh, following up, someone said, uh, for people comparing that Barbie's anti-men, there's a whole second storyline and song surrounding co-lead Ryan Gosling about how Ken doesn't feel good enough and lacks an identity and purpose. It's a universal tale on the ridiculous expectations set for humanity. Yeah. Someone follows up, uh, this movie explores how men are also affected by ridiculous male standards and toxic masculinity. This movie even makes fun of toxic femininity. Basically, the whole theme of this movie is that humanity kind of sucks. But we can, you know, we can be better. Kinda. Yeah. Be on your own. Like, I have- Barbie doesn't like it. Like they say, like we uh, say, say it again. Like it's not America Ferrera who makes Barbie this way. It takes two of them. There, she. There's something in Barbie that wants that is getting there, and it's it's pushed by these thoughts of death and all this stuff from America Ferrera's character, whose name I could not remember last week. Gloria. Gloria. Yeah, Gloria and stereotypical Barbie. They both feel also, similar things. Did you realize? I didn't realize until I've, but Sasha is. Uh, was Adam Driver's daughter in... Uh, no, no. Not Adam Driver's daughter, but the new Adam Driver. Because Adam Driver's daughter... She's in, she's new Adam Driver's daughter from new Adam Planet? Daughter from, from Earth? From, from, yeah. Man. Because Adam Driver's movie. daughter was oh, she, Chris Pine's daughter, right? Yes. From Whereas Dungeons and Adam Dragons. Driver's new daughter was... Do you remember what she also was also? She's Sasha and Barbie. She's Adam Driver's new daughter in 65, and she was young Gamora in Yes, she Infinity she's War. young Gamora. Man. Good for her. She's making the rounds. Huh? Two out of three. Yeah, good movies yeah, yeah. and she got her act with adam driver that's good i'd that's like to right. do that yeah cool i could be adam driver's surrogate daughter um this is just a fun one the opening sequence in barbie with the reference to kubrick's 2001 is not just about smashing the baby doll in favor of adult doll barbie it's about smashing film bro cinema in cinema in favor of cinema centering around women um but then someone said if we're being honest i saw a lot of people respond to this basically saying it kind of is a film bro movie right i mean listen you and i are here we're here are we're we chatting. film bros yeah Probably, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like some people would say that we are, and other people would say that we're I not. I guess I don't, I don't even know what a film bro is, because a lot of people are like, Greta Gerwig's a film bro, and I guess I see it. Because we've seen Lady Bird. Yeah. And we like Lady Bird, but I feel like we talk about- film bro, I mean, has film bro evolved to just mean people who like movies and like talk about movies in that way, more so than just like occasionally going to see one, right? I think film- Like people who care about, you know, cinema or whatever, because I guess that applies to us. I th- I don't know. I think it, I think it all depends on who you ask. I think if yeah. you're outside the film sphere, 
we would be because we know directors' names and we, <laughs> right? Is that, and we see I mean. a bunch of movies. But if you're, I think there's a flip side of that on the other end. We've talked about for this. people who only it's watch the iceberg A24 films. I don't that iceberg. See, is, but I don't think A24 people are are film bros. I think film bros are like your. Oh, you're watching. I love American Psycho in Fight Club and Godfather. Joker in The Godfather. That's true. We don't, and we like movies, but not for the reason you think. Yeah, and not the only those. But we like Drive because we're like Ryan Gosling. That's we do like Drive. <laughs> but so is Barbie one or not? Then which where does Barbie fall into? I think it, kind of everyone. I think I think it's for everyone. I mean, like we've talked about, the rising tide raises all ships, right? Barbie yeah. Heimer is, a, I mean, it's a it's a phenom. So it saved cinema. It really kind of has. I and guess I, we should mention that. But they, they've both made a bajillion dollars. Barbie for a billion, definitely going to happen. Oh. It might happen within the first two weeks here. And that'd be incredible. It'd be pretty good. I it can't wait for the Uno movie that's they're making. Oh, See that yeah, shit? We, sh- we ought to mention that. So, like, they're going to... They're going to ruin it. <sighs> Immediately. They never learn the right lessons, do they, Jack? Because you'd like to think, like, oh, this this proves that, like, you know, we need more female voices in Hollywood and give Greta Gerwig more stuff to do and, uh, you know, more, more, you know, heartfelt movies about... And you know what? Here's the thing. Good movies. Maybe just make more good movies. Right, nope. but instead they're IPs. like uh, Mattel IPs. Where are they? Ravage them. Lena Dunham's gonna direct the search poly- the archives. The Polly Pocket. Go now, now. We need the Polly Pocket out yesterday. Directed by Lena Dunham. Okay, why Polly Pocket? Also, Uno movie. The, you know, there's just some uh, executive who was like, "I've cracked it. Girl toy, female director, female star." <laughs> And all like, like I've done it again. I've struck gold. And then he writes himself a bonus for a hundred million dollars. It's insane. <laughs> They're gonna ruin it immediately. And I saw. I was like, "You fucking ruined it, man! What the fuck?" They're talking about how how much heart the Hot Wheel movies has. It's. I'm gonna kill myself. This is awful. Well, you know, it was fun while it lasted, right? No, I mean, they here, never. They just never get the right. Here's the thing: no good deed goes unpunished, and we're getting punished for this. For making Barbie popular. I have seen a lot of things. I think this a positive spin to this is that it was always, I don't know if we talked about the show, but that it was never Oppenheimer or Barbie. It was always and, yeah. which I think is fun. So there's things like, because... Well, there were some people who were and, but, well, or or. But they were, well, they didn't, it didn't last. No. Which was good. Um, but yeah, we still didn't, we didn't, we never got our Killian Murphy, Chris Nolan standing in front of the Barbie poster with their tickets out. We knew we wouldn't, though. Cowards. I just, it's so, it's insane. The problem is, no, I don't think anything really approaches the the marketability of Barbie, right? Yeah, definitely not. Hot I guess Hot Wheels is close in in like in in pure toy form, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I don't even know who would be the bigger brand in that way. I just know that one of them translates much more readily to a film. And, yeah, because I think Barbie has more cultural like relevance, relevance, and like and also they're human it's dolls. Hu- they're, they're human. They're human dolls. They're not just toy cars. So like, what do you do? Is it, it just a race car movie? Is it just like? Is a, it cars? Is it just ca- yeah? Yeah, are they alive? Are there drivers is it like, in there? Is it like Barbie or like? See, but then you know, here's, so like the Lego Movie, right? It's a good movie. But then they did like the Imagine or not the the other one. What are they called? The Playmobil movie. I think no one ever saw it. I don't I think don't, it, I don't think it's ever been seen, Jack. No one knows I what's think, in it. I think Anya Taylor Joy was in that film, Playmobil movie. I think that's true. But no one knows. But that's the thing, Jack. Because yeah. no, literally, not a soul knows. You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. Jack. Jack. Look, look at me. No one's ever seen that. Jack, look at me. No one's. No, no. Keep, I'm looking at you. No one's ever seen the movie. Let's see. You understand though? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Ontario Joy's in that. So does Daniel Radcliffe. He plays Rex Dasher in that film, and Megan Trainer, and Jim Gaffigan. 
And Beatrice Eagle. Polly Pocket. Hot Wheels. Barney. Magic Ape. Oh, actually, what's his name? Daniel Kalua is working on Barbie or Barney. He's like, it's going to be dark and adult. Listen, Why? I'm sure he knows what he's doing to an extent. I've enjoyed most of his work, but what are we talking about? A dark series Barney movie? Why? That's ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing I've Jack, ever I've never heard. Even, I haven't even seen any more of these movies, right? I feel like I've already had enough. Uno is what gets almost, me. It's almost like ruining. I, I honestly worry that Barbie's legacy is unfortunately not going to be like a good artistic legacy of like, look at what a great movie sh- this was and like how it inspired some other good movies. It's just going to be this horrible like putrid corporate. corporate thing of like, look at it inspired this corporation to make a bunch of shit tier movies with no court. Like again, they somehow took like, look at Barbie where they were able to tell a very real human story about things because of, and then they're just like Hot, Hot Wheels, Magic 8-Ball? Magic eight ball movie? That one's crazy to me. Is it? What what are we even doing? Hopefully none of the like none of those will actually get made. They'll be shot down, but Thomas and Friends? Viewmaster? Matchbox? You can't do Hot Wheels and Matchbox, right? Come the fuck on. That's insane. Pick a lane. Literally. Yeah. He Man Master the Universe? Who cares? I I'm tired of toy nostalgia. I'm tired of the here's the thing, I got your spin. I'm I'm tired of the Ninja Turtles too, frankly. Nope, you leaving? You big Ninja Turtles guy? gone too far jack no i know no you know me i would take it back they're only they're only good now because they've been made good it's the michael bay movies are they good are those, are those good films you enjoyed those films michael bay and your turtles one and two film jack second one film right here in buffalo famously no, no, go. Jack, if we no, if we judge if we judge properties based off the michael bay contributions to those properties the ambulance franchise is ruined. Then I just don't think we're doing them a fair, a no, fair shit. No, I'm not saying I'm judging right? them by that. I, I'm simply judging them. No, I'm not judging them by the Michael Bay movies. Check. We have to see this movie like next week. What are you doing? Now I'll see it because of the show, and we need content. Now I'm a slave to content. Let that be known. I'll give away. Now, as classically known, I have no real morals, values, conviction, convictions. Thank you. Um. And I'll stand for nothing, and I'll lay. I'll be very comfortable sitting. You fall down. for anything, yeah, I uh, absolutely. I fall all the time, but I just can't. I just never. It feels Ninja Turtles. It's just like a bunch of people being like, "Well, the '80s were great. It sold me a bunch of toys, and I have to see it every year, always, forever." Like, you know, like I don't. There's not that many. You gotta. You gotta. There's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Ninja. There's too much Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm gonna not, argue. No, with. shut up. Stop. We're done. We're moving on. You can do this later, you maniac. Now I don't. Now here's the thing. I don't think this new movie is gonna be bad. I'm not going to hate on this movie because it looks fine. It looks good. It looks fun. So, but we'll move on. Any other takes? What, what else? Yeah, I got plenty of takes. Um, this is a TikTok. Uh, remember, Ken's Barbie's first, only, and unanimous idea was to manipulate the Kens to fight each other in a war in order to sway voter turnout to reinstate the landed class, ruling over the homeless who are now also veterans. <laughs> That's just kind of fun. That is fun. Uh, this person says, "Did you dislike how Ken was portrayed?" Did it make you uncomfortable to see his identity tied solely to his perceived romantic interest and that he was only validated when seen through her gaze? <laughs> You're really close to realizing something big, sweetie. Keep going. <laughs> oh, right to the line. Which, again, is the idea of, like, you shouldn't see that be like, man, this movie hates men. Maybe it should be, like, society they isn't hate kind to men. They pit them against it's each other. It's a bit of a mirror. They're holding up against us all. Or also they're showing, like, hey, remember when we did this to women for all of cinema? Maybe well, it's not just, so fun. That's just it. But that'd be too deep for some of these people. Then you, um, 
Um, this person said, I really love how Barbie and the themes around gender inequality and holding women to unrealistic expectations, but I also hope we don't neglect the themes around Ken slash men in society who feel lonely and alien and thus turn to patriarchy out of a, I don't know the rest, but someone didn't, they, someone replied that and said, the patriarchy is not some immaterial entity that men have to turn to when they feel lonely. It's a pre-existent, oppressive social hierarchy built on the subjugation of women. Does this infant, infantilization of violent men ever stops because the systemic alienation of women from and i don't know the rest of theirs either but i think they both kind of have a point there what do you think i think probably yeah i think there's a little bit of column a little column b maybe more column a than column b yeah i think so but i know there's a thing people notice that like while men do control there's a lot of i mean there's more men ceos named michael and john than there are women ceos at all um not all men in the world are ceos so that's think, just it right? there's a very i think i think both are true so I think one would, the first one, women may be more true, and I can totally understand that. And also the idea that what this person said that like the patriarchy just exists and not something you turn to, and I I do think that's that is true. But I think for the purposes of the movie, like we talked about last week, they don't actually know what it is, what the patriarchy actually is or means. And I think there's a lot of people who are like that. And it basically what what she meant by like turning to patriarchy is just like the idea of the it's like the all right pipeline kind of thing of like yeah, guys they embrace get, it. You know, they, who, who get fucking Andrew Tateified or whatever because of that. I think that's what they mean. It's like turning to that kind of ideology. Mm-hmm. And listen, that's not to say that like you have to like be, you know, you have to date all the nice guys because what if they become Incel. radicalized? I'm not saying that or anything either, but yeah. I just, I think it's something to point out. Um, and this person replied to her there, the first girl and said, a fantastic thread, not touched on as strongly, but I also love that the traditional masculinity they turned to didn't really fit who any of them were. Same as how no one can possibly fit the rigid box of masculinity in our world. And I really like that guy. That's a good point, I think. Yeah. And again, that's even in the movie. Ken's like, when it wasn't about horses, I, <laughs> I gave up. I lost interest. <laughs> I just kept doing it because I wanted attention, like someone to care. Um, this person says, I agree so much with this thread. I liked how they showed this in the ending of having your own self-worth and self-validation. Also, feminism isn't about hating men, but rather being supportive to both sides. I think that was pretty rad. Oh, yeah. And then, but then you have the opposite end where this guy somehow went away from it. And he says, future historians will be startled to discover that it was Barbie movie that radicalized a generation of young men. Because guys are going to see and be like, women hate me? Well, I hate women. So. That guy's a moron. Apparently, some people. Apparently, he thinks that people are actually going to watch the movie and be like, "Man, they make the patriarchy look so cool. I better do it." <sighs> um, this says Barbie really does feel like Ger- Gerwig having her Dark Knight moment, right down to the movie making her a household name and breaking summer box office records, and cinephiles yelling at each other over how seriously they should be taking the thematic angles of the movie. And God bless her for it. And she that's great. I think that, I think he's very at Jonathan MB thirty two. He's really Shout struck out. something. If you there. see this, give us a follow, huh? Good for him. Follow I think I was. I was like, this. Is, yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right. God, that's what we're him. doing here, aren't we? We're trying our best to yelling over each other over how seriously to take it. <laughs> this person just said, "Okay, but when did David Crumholtz turn into Alfred Molina?" And there's something to that. Yeah, he did. And you said he wasn't in the movie, and I said that's David Crumholtz, and you were like, "Is it?" And I was right. You were. So just remember the that. Rare time. Just remember that. Uh, people were making fun of how. I told you this person, but someone was like, so uh, Barbie surpassed 500 mil in five days. And then someone went, is this not history? I've seen no movie do this ever. And then someone was like, you think Barbie was the first summer blockbuster to ever make money with posts like these? <laughs> and then you have people moving the goalposts. People are being like, well, but it's not a sequel. Because people were like, well, n- well, no, it's not the first movie. To- this is not historical. Like, yeah. Endgame made $1.2 billion its opening weekend. And people are like, well, that's a franchise. Or then people are like, well, Avatar. And they're like, well, that's a sequel. So... I guess by the strict definition of not a sequel to a pre-existing like film, 
entry at all, then it's done well. But still based on a long-standing IP. Now, it has been historical, and it might be the biggest... Um, it's been the biggest opening and probably will be the biggest film ever from a female director, which is cool. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's nice, right? I mean, people are like... Because then there are people like, well, we shouldn't have to differentiate. And I get that. But we will for but now. But while we... Well, we have to. The way it is, yeah. As is, you kind of do have to. Maybe Barrow so. teach you to make that less of a thing. It's all point. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, and then the last thing I wanted to, f- to end this on. You ready? I'm ready. So the people are arguing back and forth of like, should you, sh- should, you know, is Barbie being going easy on men or what? Or does it, is it about how men suck or don't suck or whatever it is? Uh, so this is an interview with Greta Gerwig. She says, there was something really early when Noah and I were working on it. Ken is an accessory and how forgotten he is. We just felt psychologically, that's going to be the story. There's a story there. How could there not be? Uh, while it might not be expected that a Barbie movie would be inspirational for women and young girls, the screenplay storyline for Ken, falling into toxic masculinity and coming out the other side to a place of mutual appreciation, makes it a potential crossover for boys and men. Uh, he was free. He was freeing masculinity for everyone on set in this extraordinary way, Gerwig says of Gosling's performance, marked by a willingness to be both tough and tender. And these men loved it. I think they felt released by Ken's journey. Life is hard for everybody, said Gerwig. I think equally men have held themselves to just outrageous standards that no one can meet. And they have their own set of, ac- of contradictions when they're walking a tightrope. I think that's something that's universal. Just as much as women have been lost in some morass... Morris? I don't know that word. Which word? I get morass? I don't know. <laughs> just as women have been lost in some morass of how to do everything, I equally see that as true for men. For everybody, we equally beat ourselves up. So there it is. From the horse's mouth. <laughs> there you go. I don't think that leaves much doubt. No, it doesn't. People would be like, but they said patriarchy ten times. But again, that's not, I feel like that's on both sides. I feel like that's, for anyone who thinks that movie was trying to bash men, or for the, like, the other person who's like, men. it's not feminist enough because they give men a storyline or something. Yeah. Like, they address I it. I think they're both kind of wrong. They're both kind of missing, not seeing the forest for the trees on that one. Because there's somehow people, I mean, it's like everything. Media literacy There's like all the real cur- conservative people who are like, oh, this men... This movie's all liberal and feminist, and then there's some people who are like, "Yes, this this movie's so feminist it hates men." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, somehow so. both sides have. But I don't think that was it. her idea. Not at all. And that's why, and that's why it spoke to all of us. I think. I think she's. Right. I mean, I think it really did a good job of like, yeah, there's some stuff in there. For and I, I, that's the one last thing maybe I'll say. I saw some people say a lot this week about how like the stuff in Barbie is too simplistic. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen a lot of stuff to the effect of like. I don't know, the feminist ideas are kind of reminiscent of, like, uh, you know, a teenager on Tumblr or something. And again, I think that's an example of, like, that's the audience of this movie to an yeah. extent, right? Not like, for, like, kids to watch it. It's, for, it's a PG-13 Barbie movie. Like, did you expect high-level feminist theory in this? Yeah. Or, I don't know, I don't think that's a fair complaint. That, Not like, if you as an adult woman who's, like, well-versed in this stuff didn't come out of this being, like, I don't know if this didn't, like... Really broke down, really challenged my thinking on things I already knew. Yeah, I don't think that's a fair criticism of this movie. Yeah. So, and like I saw stuff, people saying quite the opposite of like, my daughter asked me what the patriarchy was for the first time after this. And it's like, I feel like that's the market we're hitting here is is explicitly young people. And I'll even say this, like as a man seeing this movie, right? Like I feel like there was ideas in this that I was exposed to that might not have gotten a lot of exposure to previously. Yeah, for sure. And again, maybe it's relatively simple stuff, but like I don't know, you, y'all got to start somewhere, right? Exactly. Everybody. So I don't, I just don't, I don't get that. The internet hates teaching people anything. <laughs> That's so weird to me to be like, I don't know, it's a bit simplistic, don't we think? It's a bit trite. Yeah, it's for, it's literally for children. Like so that doesn't make it. It's a bad. children's toy movie. 
Like, I don't know. I feel like it still does a decent job with that. I'm not, I mean, people have varying opinions on the, um, like the Merrick Ferrara monologue, right? That's a big one where I've seen yeah. some people be like, oh, this is a bit like trite and cliche and stuff. And then some people be like, I really like moved me. So mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It seems weird to me as like an adult to tell other adults that they're not allowed to think about things, feel, like think or feel about it because it's too simplistic to someone, to their, to them. They think it's too simplistic. Right. So I, I think it's all right. I think, I think they do a good job. I Again, so it's for too. children. So like, I think you look at it through that lens and it, it comes across pretty good. Oh, absolutely. Anything else? Not a bot do us. Perfect. Let's take a take out of that into let's do Star Wars Rebels season two. Uh, can you pull up the episodes? I remember. I what would love to. Jack. Happens in this season. Continuing our Star Wars Rebels rewatch slash first watch here. Slash first watch in eight days. Not That's right. Zach hated it very much. That I did that. I, I really feel like week. I just think it was a bit unnecessary, but whatever. You know. Like I done. You got to do what you got to do. I guess. Try to. I can't. I, listen, if if it, if it comes place. down. You do Maybe. this every time. You can't hit the continue watching part. It. Maybe. I mean, yes. It, listen, if given the choice between you have never finishing it or doing it like this, obviously I'll pick this, but I mean, it still feels like it was almost... It feels spiteful, I guess, is, is the way I got to say, is that you were like, I'll show Zach. Zach wants me to watch <laughs> I would never, ever do that. I think that was a component. So so we start season two. Oh, the bang. Cause Two-part Siege of Lothal. This, was, this aired on like... Um, it's like a TV movie special oh, thing double. almost. Oh, that's pretty good. Double, uh, like months before the actual season, which was kind of cool. Um, Pretty cool. And the and big dog Vader shows up. And just fucks him up. Yeah, it shows um shows what a competent member of the Empire does. Uh, he finds one of the, I think one of the uh, hardcore scenes, I guess, was um when, I think it's, not Pycelle, Commander, uh, oh, what is his name? Callus? Callus. Pycelle. Um, Callus is like, Vader, where should we do? He's like, where's that weird, like, Tinkertown place? He's like, oh, it's out here. He goes, eh, burn it. Burn to the ground. But I don't think they're there. Oh, I know they're not there. Let's just do that. Destroy it. I just want to fuck with them. Because I'm Darth Vader. I don't give a shit. I'm still evil. This should be an R-rated movie about me killing people and doing horrible things. They have a fight? And they can't win because it's it's a literal fight Darth is generous. Vader. It's like the fight at the end of Fallen Order, where they just run. You ha- You only can run from him. And even then, it's hard to escape because he's literally—he's—he's he's not some bum-ass inquisitor. He's a like Caden says, like he's a Sith Lord. Uh, you can there's Ezra feels like cold when he's around because he's evil. Good stuff. Very really good, good stuff. use of Vader. And again, not because we need him to be like a—I need a movie where I watch him do this for, but like as an actual villain, you know, in an episode of a thing where he's against our heroes. Excellent work. Yes. Excellent use of Vader. I mean, yeah, he's—I mean, he started out as a villain. The fir- in the first yeah, movie. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I feel like people need to remember that. Yeah. And the, what? Originally, he was not Anakin Skywalker. He was the guy who killed Anakin Skywalker. That's true. That's a act, literal yes. He literally was, yes. So. But yeah, good stuff in here. Kanan gets his, his armor, his shoulder burned, and then they like never fix it. It bothers me. I mean, it's only for, spoiler alert, only this rest of the season. But oh, yeah. Big fight. Um, what do you say? Does, is there a quote? Does he have a badass quote in this part? I don't think he does. Vader? Yeah. I'm trying to think. He does do that thing where they're like, "All right, we're gonna go." And Darth Vader's like, "I'm gonna take on the whole fleet by myself," and he does. <laughs> I mean, he loves it. that's that's just something Vader loves to do. Well, like, he's still Anakin at heart in some ways, right? Yeah. Where he's like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna have fun flying around killing people." It's still, you know, it's all still there on a, to a greater or lesser extent. Um, Ahsoka also feels him, and she's like, "Was that was that Anakin? Maybe, yeah, he, or maybe there's there's something tickle." But Darth Vader is like, "That was Ahsoka. I felt her." Yeah, I very he clearly remembers so. 
that sets off some events for later on, and he's like, hey, Master, that was Ahsoka. And they're like, hmm. Interesting. Next, we have the little two-part arc. This is like the premiere. Um, reintroducing Rex and the other guys. This and is Wolf fun, right? And Gregor. This is fun. Yeah, it's fun having them back. They're in a big old... Um, ATT. ATT. They're hunting big sandworms in the desert. I, I yeah, see they're, it. they're hunting big dune worms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they use uh, Zev's bait. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kind of fucked up. And then... Wolf just portrays them, yeah, just he report, does. rats them out. And they're like, "What the fuck, man?" He goes, "They were gonna get us and decommission us. Those are clones." It's kind of crazy. He's losing it. And then they come back around, and then they're fine. They're all right. And then Rex comes with them and joins the rebel, the rebels. Hondo appears. Oh, I was gonna say we get our new inquisitors. Yeah, they're bums. Who cares? Fifth, <laughs> fifth brother, third sister, right? Seventh sister. Yeah, well, bums all the same. Frog, Toad, Frogman from Kenobi. Yes. They make they, I don't know how they fucked him up like that in Kenobi. They fucked my man up in live action. <laughs> like, say we drew about Cad Bane. They can't do live action. They got to stop doing it. Yeah. Maybe just make cartoons, man. Maybe just like, is that and, so bad? I yes. mean, is that so bad? They're, They're for doing children. Cartoons? They're oh. for children, Zach. I didn't think of that. Yeah. They're not for big boy adults. Um, the fun, kids thing should not be for yeah, kids. Yeah, all right, I get it. Um, the voice actress for uh, The Seventh Sister is Sarah Michelle Gellar, who is in real life married to Freddie Prince Jr., which is fun. That's fun. Because he's... Uh, Kanan. Kanan. And Fred in Scooby-Doo. Well, yes, they're both in Scooby-Doo. That's how they met. Oh, yeah, of course. She's Velma. No, she's definitely Jesus. Velma's someone else. Whose name I can't recall. Uh, Linda Cardellini, who's in she's Hawkeye. She's Hawkeye's wife, yes. Um, Yeah, Brothers of the Broken Home, we're introduced to Hondo. Hondo looks weird, I gotta say. I'm not... We talked last week. I'm not like a big, like, oh, the Rebels art style. But I will say, Hondo's one that I think is a, is a pretty significant downgrade from his... Clone Wars appearance, yeah. but he's all right. He's back. He's around. He, he pops in and out of the series. It's been a scummy pirate. I really like Wings of the Masters. Or sorry, Wings of the Master. When she gets the B wing, I think that's a super cool episode. Oh yeah, like the way she uses it, like the B wing. I feel like the B wing really gets like. I mean, it shows what the B wing is good at. Big laser. Like, yeah, I feel like you know, in the movie, it's like, what is the B wing? What's it there for? Is it just another ship? Yeah, but this kind of dope. Uh what else? anything else no, no, blah, blah, blah. future of the force so this is the mid-season break this is when ahsoka gets to do a fight and she beats the shit out of the inquisitors because they're no good because they're terrible ahsoka's real solid they save two force sensitive babies i like this one a lot this is good stuff and they save the little babies from the inquisitors because the inquisitors were gonna like fucking grab them and make them into inquisitors and that's or upsetting. put them in that soup yeah something bad and that's no good no wouldn't you good. say that's pretty horrible i'd say bad bit upsetting very but this is the first time we get to see her uh, bust out the lightsabers. Yeah, her twin white lightsabers. Which is the white now. I, I feel like we probably saw them in the... Tr- Actually, I think we see them in the trailer. We must have known during season one, I think. But she doesn't ever turn them on. So I don't remember how we... There must have been like artwork released or... Some promo thing. Some promo thing at some point. But yeah, the white lightsabers, which, you know, we've seen so much now they've become kind of like, you know... Ubiquitous. Yeah, we get it. But at the time, it's cool. And, and I do think like thematically they're cool, you know? Because she took them from a, you, that's, you get them from purifying blood crystals. It's cool. It's good shit. And yeah, she's just kind of a badass. Absolutely. She ought to just kill him here, frankly, save everyone some trouble. But Not the Jedi way. That's not the Jedi way. You're, she'll be all right. And she, she is a Jedi, but she's not a Jedi, Jack. I don't know. She, uh, she's a she gray Jedi. Say, so. She has to be a gray Jedi. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, then, what else is there? Uh, uh, is, there is, is this the one where Zeb gets his people back their planet oh no that's next season mm-hmm. never mind hold on I don't think she did anything well okay he face plays into a wall that's very funny um, Leia shows up Leia shows up that's a fun episode that's kind of a one off oh no I was right 
Oh, you are. There you go. <laughs> um, we get the first of the man. We get the first like start of the Mandalore arc, which we talked about. Or we watched at least. We watched. I think we talked about it briefly way back before season three of Mandalorian. Yeah. So the protector of Concord Dawn, where we're introduced to Fenra, one of my favorite guys in this whole show. I think he's a badass. Um, and yeah, the protectors on on Concord Dawn and all that. Uh, then yeah, we get the Lasad episode. That's pretty cool. I love this idea that star wars places sometimes that like there's different religions in star wars which also are kind of the force right because i mean we do know the force is real and is true to whatever extent but there's basically different ways to interpret the force i think that's cool i think that's they go into the unexplored regions and they have uh turns out like a lot of his uh people have survived which is nice he's not literally the last of his entire species they didn't the empire was not completely successful in their extermination which is good uh, we get introduced to nice. the Pergil, who are whales who can travel through hyperspace, which is what taught how we taught the people to do it. Right, and they feed off some kind of gas to keep themselves going for the journey through literal space. I love that idea. The hair is all like, I thought they were legends. Like that's they, you know, the tales say that the ancient, you know, people learned how to do it from them, and they did. That's cool. I love them, and they obviously come back. Uh, homecoming. So this is when Hera goes back to uh, Ryloth because they want to steal a. Um, bomber? No, it's a carrier. Oh, carrier for the bombers. That this one's cool. This one's got some good details in it. Some follow-up characters from the Clone Wars. The little girl that um Obi Wan and Wax and Boyle save during the Clone Wars goes on to be a partisan, oh, right. <laughs> fighting the Empire. She's got a like clone armor on her shoulder, um, and it's got like one of them painted on it. It's fun. Uh, I think it says like Big Brother or something. No, because cool. they were like her Big Brother. Um, Hera does this thing where she like code switches into her Ryloth accent. When she gets mad. Yeah, I noticed like, that. stressed or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool detail. Which is like, well, it's French, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. Fair, fair. French. See, look at it. You see? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, you get it. This one's cool. I like that design of the ship, the carrier ship. Um, mm. I think it's pretty cool. The Honorable Ones. Another. This has a lot of great episodes. Season two is a real solid one. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Honorable Ones is when Zeb and Kals get stranded on a planet together. And then they're like... The oh, Moon of Geonosis. Yeah, Moon of Geonosis. And they have to like survive together and they work together and they there's like a grudging like mutual respect there. Really solid. I think this is like one of the more like, I don't know, I feel like this is kind of a little more mature in its ideas. Yeah. They it, talk about like war crimes and shit and like their PTSD and their and their like war related trauma and stuff. Like it mm. gets pretty heavy. Um, you know, you honestly almost feel ca- with Callus on a certain point, right? Obviously the genocide's pretty inexcusable still, but he's like, you guys are scary. Like... <laughs> When you guys killed all my guys, all my yeah. friends, that was kind of hard for me. Yeah, he went back and ki- he killed because they were all knocked out already. Uh-huh. He went back and did it. And then Zeb Kush. Listen, did they deserve it? I mean, yeah, but yeah. come on. <laughs> you can understand why him as an individual would still be traumatized. And then there's this really like, he goes, he's I feel alone. like setting, yeah, he's just like this lingering shot of him just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I have nothing. This is, yeah, he he has no possessions. They don't, no one there cared about him. No one was like, ah, oh, buddy, we missed you. Or like, yeah. well, glad to see you're safe. They're yeah. just like, all right, get back to work, dipshit. Crazy, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's such a challenge. Him. He's like, read a book, man. Like, they're doing some fuck shit. He goes, no, they're not. It's, yeah, but they never do anything bad, would they? Really good. Yeah. Uh, got a, yeah, a lot of good ones. Shroud of Darkness. I love this one. I love a Jedi spirit quest scenario, right? We go to. Did I temple on Lothal again? She's like, let's take a look at this temple. Let's go talk to Master Yoda. Every season gets a temple episode. At least at least one temple episode. This is their temple episode. They go there and they have some visions. I love this. They all have really good visions, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, Ezra meets Yoda. We see, uh, what is it? Rebel-style Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, great. 
It's like, Whatever, I don't care. But it's it's fine. Uh, Kanan fights um, the first Inquisitor as he is as a Temple Guard. We, I really love that stuff. The Temple Guard. This is how we learn the Temple Guards is yellow, correct? No, you, you see it in Clone Wars. Oh, okay. When we see oh, right, Guards. there are Temple Guards in there, too. We are introduced to a new version of the Temple Guard lightsaber, which is the Foldy one, which is cool. Ooh. And then this is where Soka comes to terms with Anakin being Darth Vader, right? Yes, where she learns. Yeah. Well, she doesn't really come to terms with oh, it. Oh, she's, she's learning. Well, yeah, she's not too happy about it. She's introduced to the idea, at least. It's broached. I really love Kanan's arc in this. I've said, you know, I said last week, Kanan's like one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. I love his stuff in this episode, right? Where they're like, Kanan, you get to be a knight. You did it. Yeah, you did your you, you obviously get to be a knight. <laughs> and it's like a thing he was holding against himself this whole time. Unfairly. Couldn't, couldn't train. He's like, I can't train Ezra well enough. I'm like holding myself back. There it is. You see that? It's like, it's like uh, the one Ray has in, Dark Side Ray has in The Rise of Skywalker, the flippy open. Oh, that thing that was really important to the plot. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. What a great time that was. What a good movie. Cool lightsaber. It's interesting. I, I mean, you know, it really makes you wonder about like the Grand Inquisitor and stuff and like, what was he like? Because this guy is like some kind of vision. I mean, who's this, you know, coming from Kanan's, you know, idea, mind. mind? I don't know. It's interesting because he's like, I got to kill Ezra because he's going to be the dark side. And Kanan's like, no, I won't let you. And he's like, well, you've passed the test. <laughs> Oh, you let me kill the boy? Perfect. It's like the wisdom of King Solomon is like, I'm gonna cut this baby in half. Like, yeah. wait, don't cut. Like, you must be the real mother then. Good job. You, you, you passed. You weren't supposed to let me kill the boy. <laughs> and he's all like, "You're a Jedi Knight, like I once was," and that's cool. Uh, and then yeah, Ahsoka's thing is that she has to confront that Vader and Anakin are the same person. Yeah, Ezra talks to Yoda about fear. He's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I kind of, fu- I think I fucked everything because war was scary and I couldn't focus on everything." And Great stuff, right, Yoda. Yeah. Then he tells him to go to not Madrigal, Mandapur, Malakor, Malakor. Uh, for reasons that still are unclear to me. You think so? I kind of yeah. Based even based on what happens at the end of the season, because unless he knew Maul was there, because spoiler, Maul's there. Uh, yeah. I guess I'm not totally clear unless I missed something. Why? Because even they're confused, and I'm also still confused. Well, they have to stop them from using it. I guess to just to destroy it. Yeah, and I think also it's about the spiritual stuff for them as individuals that like he knew ahsoka had to go there to confront her. vader and that yeah maybe amal had to get brought back into the mix i don't know and then somehow the grand inquisitor guys temple guards fight them which is cool yeah they all kind of converge on them and now the imperials know about the temple temple which is unfortunate but what are you gonna do yeah they can do so um, then they, they do the forgotten droid that's a fun one i actually really like this one a lot too chopper gets hacked and more silly one off of just like chopper having a one uh solo adventure with B, whatever. AP7. AP7. And I do Wax. Like Wax. What? Wax Antilles, isn't he in this too? In the Forgotten Droid? Yeah. Is he? Who, there's a human pilot with them, yeah. Have he, has he been... They, yeah, they get him out. When? When did they... Season one. Wedge? No, no, no. I think so. You're tweaking, bro. Who's the other guy then? Who's the human who flies with them? I don't know. I think it's him. Look it. We don't... Literally, episode four of season three is the Antilles extraction, so... Oh, I'm yeah, I'm thinking of the wrong episode. Oh, this is when they meet him, the, the the AP whatever. Yeah, this is when they meet AP seven. Right. Chopper recruits him. They're they bond over being war veterans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fun. Like it's a thing we don't really think about with the droids, but they're. Re- I mean, you know, if droids are sentient in Star Wars, then they're war veterans, right? Like simple as that. Oh yeah. I love this. You know, because Chopper's talking like all episode long, you get a lot of the. You can understand what he's saying. Mm. Um, he says. I think you can kind of distinctly tell that he calls hot. He refers to Hera as mom at one point, which is fun. Oh yeah, he says, that's cute. Like he says, "Uh oh, oh, it was very, always very uh-uh. clear." 
Yep. Even so much of the subtitles will say, uh-oh. Love him. Love Chopper. He really is, like, one of the better characters in the whole show. He's a good guy. He's a good boy, you know? Yeah. And then AP7 is cool. And then he, he's, he gives up his leg to save his new friend. Yeah. So nice. Just nice time. That one. Find a new base. This one's one of the dumb ones, I would say, honestly. They just killed a bunch of spiders. Spiders, yeah. That's goofy. And then Twilight of the Apprentice, which a lot of people think some of the strongest Star Wars out there, right? Yeah. I would say excellent stuff. So uh, it's the end of the Inquisitors because all the last three show the up. The last three show up and are summarily killed. <laughs> Very quickly. Uh, so we get to Malachor where they, they were sent. And they're like, what do we find here? And it turns out it was a big ancient weapon. There was, a, uh, there was the site of a massive battle between Jedi and Sith and, you know, millennia past. And uh, yeah, the Inquisitors show up. Turns out Darth Maul was there the whole time. He somehow becomes trended here in recent years. Mm-hmm. Some, somewhere between the events of Solo and here. If only we had a trilogy of films of Solo to see how that happened. If only. So he's been stuck here for a minute, so he's happy to see some friends. He's very decrepit at first. The uh, so the Inquisitors show up. He's like, Ezra, I'm gonna, you're going to be my new apprentice, I think. And Ezra's like, huh? Well, what'd you, how'd you figure that? He's like, I just feel it in the Force. Uh, Darth Vader eventually shows up, of course. Lots of big lightsaber fights, which I think is cool. I mean, everyone loves big lightsaber fights. That's what you're coming for. We're introduced to the, the spinny helicopter lightsaber, which you are... You and a lot of people not a fan of. It looks rid- it's the stupidest fucking thing you've ever seen. It really listen. I I really can't defend it. The only thing I can say is that I don't care. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I can't defend it. It is weird and dumb, and it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. I mean, I don't. Again, the thing is that confuses me is because it's like if spinning it makes you float, well, then how come every time they forward? spin it, they're not pulled forward? And if it's not spinning it that makes it float, there's some other mechanism at play. Then why does it need to spin? Because if you're just like, oh no, it's some kind of secondary thing that's making them float. Well, then why don't you just use that by itself? It's just, it's, it's, it's silly. It's only ever used in this one episode, which like kind of tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, they're like, this will be fun when we get rid of them. But whatever. Uh, Darth Maul proves he's also, you know, still a badass, which is pretty cool. I gotta say. And then he's also like, still a massive dick. Oh, never stop. Just the being that right. Fucking come guy. on. Yeah, I mean, he is Darth Maul. Fueled only by anger to kill. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Pretty much. So, so he's just all about like, actually, Ezra, you should come with me and not with your actual like father figure. Come, come with me. And he's like, I don't know. I kind of want to hang out with my, my father figure. He's like, nope. Nope. You're mine now. He's, he's done right by me so far, I think. So yeah. I he's, you know, he's like a good guy, not some weird man I met on the Sith planet. Look at you. You're horrible. Your lightsaber's red. And you're, you're a demon, man. And you look like a demon. I mean, yeah. look at you look like a demon. <laughs> would you Would you look at yourself, goddammit? Yeah. Before you were call, you making call you the old master. What the fuck is up with call that? Call me old master. I gotta say, though, I have a lot of fondness for this era of Star Wars. A lot of fondness. I remember when the trailer for the second half of this came out, and... That that line is in the trailer, and it's it's just like the slow you know reveal of Maul's face, and he call me old master. I was like, oh my god, they're putting Darth Maul in this. This shit's going crazy. Going hard in the paint. I loved it. It was like Mandalore. Cause look at look at the back half. It's like all this Ahsoka stuff, Darth Maul stuff. Yeah. This one temple stuff. I think yeah, the Mandalorian stuff. I was like, this is incredible. This show is amazing. We already mentioned Leia's in this. I don't think we mentioned that. You said that. Yeah, oh, did I? Oh, just yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's fun. Um. And um, so the ultimate culmination of this, right? The Inquisitors are killed, but then Darth Maul fights Kanan and blinds the shit. Blinds him. him. Why doesn't Why doesn't he cut through his head? Don't, what are you? What are you trying to no prize this? I mean, well, shouldn't he? I guess he 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 cut in a very specific way, such as to shallowly only cut across the very fronts of his eyes, but also they'd get the bridge of his nose, right? I don't know something about sparks, maybe. Whatever. He's blind. <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. But. Yeah. 
Maybe what happened is the lightsaber just got really close to his eyes, and it, and it's just so bright that he's blind. Except for the burn marks across his face. I guess the heat of it. So it did kind of get his... Did it, like, cut across this part of his nose? It it, it has to. I think it more or less did. I mean, we don't see it right away, do we? Yeah. We, don't, we only see it... You know, we don't see it until much after the fact, right? Mm-hmm. So... I think it's pl- I, I think it's very plausible that he did get cut across the face and stuff too. Um, he's blind; it doesn't matter, you know. And he's like, "I'm gonna fight you anyways." He's doing like a daredevil thing, kind of, right? Yeah, he got a big mask from the temple, and he's fighting off. Can you hear steps? You can hear him? I think it's. I think this is dope. He's got robot legs. Yep. So they have a fight. Meanwhile, Darth Vader shows up, and Ahsoka's got to fight him, right? Can't, uh, Ezra tries, and he's like, "I'm not afraid." And he's like, "All right, man, whatever. You're still gonna die." <laughs> what are you fucking. Which talking? is a really. Very so, hard Darth Darth Vader line, isn't it? Yeah, die braver, People than, die braver than most. And then he just taunts Ahsoka. His lightsaber's broken. No lightsaber for Ezra anymore. Womp, womp, womp. Womp. And so then Ahsoka's got to take him on. And they have a big fight. And, uh, what is, you know, we, we got a bunch of lines. It's all the classics. All the classic. I'm not, all like, I'm no Jedi. I'll avenge my master. It's not the Jedi way. Taunting her. Uh, I'm no Jedi. They do a fight. He breaks and his that's mask. And exa- that's, that's, so that's the exact context there right yeah he says it's not the jedi way she says well i'm no jedi right and this is the one that people are, are like really putting a lot of you know yeah wait into yeah to be like well she's not a jedi they shouldn't call her jedi and this and that and the other thing it's fine the whole point is that it's literally the villain mocking her and it's not she's not in a great headspace and all so yeah. also if we go based on uh the original trilogy uh the jedi change yeah. That's the whole point, is that the way they were doing it was bad and wrong, and it made them, and it caused their downfall. I mean, I don't think a revenge falls into that. Well, I don't think revenge falls into that, too. I, I, I won't say, I don't go that far, but I'm saying that it's not uncommon for those views to change between what they thought pre-Or 66 and post. Sure. But also, again, yeah, Ahsoka, she's a Jedi in all the ways that matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, like, so, the best one. Besides, she's one of the best ones. Like I said, I mean, Dave Filoni, who would know... Loves her. Has Loves said her that she, he considers her like a Jedi Master. She's very much like this wise, like knowledgeable, sagely type character at, at this point in her. Yeah. She was trained by two of the other best Jedi I'd ever live. She, she's a Jedi. And again, in all the ways that matter. Yes, she didn't get knighted specifically, but like, again, in, in a lot of ways that matter, especially for the era she's existing in. She's one of the last Jedi. So there we go. We have the uh, Sith Holocron. Ahsoka dies? Question mark? Yeah, so Ahsoka's fate is left ambiguous. <laughs> And they flee, and they don't bring her with them, huh? Yeah, it's a shame. And then Darth Vader's like, "Well, job well done." Ah, well, Oswald ends. Well, it's I about fifty-fifty here. I got, I got done most of what I wanted to get done, and he leaves. I got rid of these bum ass Inquisitors. I don't deal with them anymore. And they bring Cannon back, and she, and Hera's all like, "Oh," because you remember what Cannon says to her: "I'll see you, I'll see you again." And he never sees her again. He never sees her. Well, again. that's not true. Jack. Oh yeah. Oh, they give him robot eyes. No, they don't. No. Well, stop. Oh. They could. Stop your spoiling a seven-year-old TV show. No. Damn, seven years have passed, huh? Uh, since, yeah, I think it's 2016, right? Yeah. Man. And I think I only watched it now. All right, look at this. Watch, you ready? I'm watching. So there's a bunch of debate. It's like, is she alive or not? So you know this bird? I guess you don't, wouldn't really know the bird. I, yeah, the bird was strange. But it's Ahsoka's bird. There she is. There she is, right? So. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there she is. Yeah, she's been there the whole time. So, when this episode came out, I saw that, and I was like, oh, there she is. And I remember seeing a lot of people, and I'm like, do you guys not see this? I remember, I literally think I, like, posted this to some forum somewhere. I was like, guys, you all saw it. <laughs> so, it's it's weird. It, it'll get convoluted. We'll talk about it a couple weeks from now, but it's a whole thing. But she's not really dead or anything, but... Yeah, I think it's weird. She also doesn't show up again in this show. She doesn't... She's not a... Uh, 
She's presumed presence dead. in the show for the for the rest of it. So other characters think she's dead and act like it that she's not around. And again, she never shows up to prove them wrong. So real helpful. Thanks. Thanks, Ahsoka. Come on, Ahsoka. She goes down in there. Dave Filoni did some like um concept art and uh, storyboards and things of like what she did down in there. What'd you do? Like she like walked about, had some visions. I don't know. They always be having visions. It was part of like Ahsoka lives or whatever. He did it at like a thing. Let's see. I'll bring it up if I can find it real quick. It was on Twitter, so it's gone now. <laughs> Damn it. It's only X. Let's see if I can find it. Hmm. I, I don't know if I can. You get it, though. Oh, yeah. She was, like, down there and, like, seen Force Visions and things and shit. It's it's a bit abstract. It's, it's like, a short little comic thing. But, yeah, there's season uh, there's season two, huh? Yeah, pretty good season. It's, it's a bit of a bit of a downer at the end. Right? You know, so. All seems lost. Real all is lost moment. It's a bit of that. It's a bit of that. But at the same time, like, Darth Vader's like, well, my job is mostly done here, and he doesn't continue to be a threat either, so. No, he kind of He's like, well, up. I got Ahsoka, and that was my main point goal. Yeah. So we, we introduce Maul as a, as a threat going forward. We're in a rough spot. Kanan's all blind as shit, but he's still there. He's, you know, listen, if you had to be blind in one other thing, it might be Jedi. Cause you do better than, than you might expect. Yeah. So he's got that going for him. But then there's a bit of like, ooh, is Ezra going to be dark? Ooh, he's yeah, got yeah. the holocron. That's, that could be a bad influence on him. It isn't, really. Well, it does. Sure it is. A little bit. For a minute. For, yeah, for, uh, for enough time. And then there it is. Star's Rebel Season 2. Continues. I mean, this is good shit, too, right? What do you uh, think? Yeah, definitely. I enjoyed it. Definitely think it was stronger in Season 1. Uh, yeah, probably stronger ones. Top 2, probably. Yeah, that's 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 honestly really solid, I think. All right, well, we could probably move on from that, then, into the Extraction films. Ooh, Extraction 1 and Extraction 2, starring Chris Hemsworth, directed by some stunt guy. What's his face? Sam Hargrave. Good for him. Uh, so these are Netflix original films, directed by the guy Zach just said, uh, where Chris Hemsworth plays a mercenary, pretty much, uh, who must extract people. Uh, so the first film, well, that's hence the name. You don't say. Well, you know, hey, gotta do pull up somehow. So the really word for it. Um, the first film starts out uh, in India, where he has to get the son of a high-ranking. Uh, he's a uh, gang member. Or like, like a gangster, yeah. Gangster has to get him out of the country because he's being pursued by his um, rival. He's, he was kidnapped by uh, the rival gang's leader. Mm-hmm. So he has to get him out of there, save him and get him out. Extract him. As it were, some could say. Uh, pretty solid. The second one, kind of similar. <laughs> uh, Can we skip it? <laughs> well, that was it? Well, no, we'll, we'll go more in detail. But I'm saying that both of them are, I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty much the same. In a lot of ways um, the action stays different but we can go back to the first um a little bit here that's why i usually don't do the openers for these i don't know why you, i mean you just took the reins man ah, well yeah i'm gonna keep going i'm gonna keep taking those <laughs> reins frankly uh so yeah uh, this is pretty good uh, we get a little bit of chris Hemsworth's character we isn't go right into the mission he's from australia just this mercenary used to be in the military mm-hmm. served a couple tours in afghanistan has a dead son and ex-wife you know that he does nothing to live for uh, so then he learns to love again from this, sort of. Sure, it's a good movie. I think so. Um, yeah. So like you, said, it's Sam Hargraves there, and he was a stunt director for a long time, or a stunt, a stunt man, and then a stunt director for a long time. And I think that comes through. And and I think the easy uh, comparison to these movies, right, are John Wick. John Wick, um, which has a similar story to it, which is Chad Stileski was stuntman for 
uh, Brandon Lee on The Crow and Stuntman for Keanu Reeves during The Matrix and stuff. And then um, he went on to make those. So, like, they have, they both have a very, like, action, you know, heavy. They're both, they're both very action heavy and they both have a similar brand of action, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we talked about Sisu, a lot of people were like, oh, it's like John Wick. And I was like, I really didn't get those vibes from this. These movies, I get the John Wick vibes 1 million percent, yeah. right? There's a lot of like this martial arts kind of infused, Gun. like um, we're gun fooing each other and we're walking through rooms and it's close quarters and I'm grabbing you and I'm punching you, but I'm flipping you and I'm shooting you and I'm You got a bunch of body armor, flipping. so you take yeah. a lot of shots. Um, I think probably John Wick still does it better. Um, I, I think a problem that I have with these movies is that he has all this shit on him that John Wick doesn't have, right? And mm-hmm. then he's wearing like, he's carrying a rifle for a, most of it and has tactical gear and shit, but he never actually uses it. Yeah. Um, whereas at least John Wick's thing is that, well, he's walking around in a suit for the most part. Which is a handgun. For a lot of it, isn't he? Right? But in this movie, he's like, I start with my AR or whatever his M4 and all this gear and shit, and I feel like he never even, he hardly reloads. Like, and the second one in particular, uh, there's a part where he like throws his gun away after he sh- shot one mag out of it, I feel, and I just think stuff like that's dumb. But in general, the action's very enjoyable. Pretty brutal. I'd say more more visceral than John Wick is. Yeah, probably, probably. Like the he clears a, when he first rescues the the kid in the first one. Uh, he like clears the room out and just really visceral shots of him stabbing guys in the throat with like a pitchfork. Uh, he doesn't kill the kids. It's a big melee one. That's what it, it is. Yeah, it's, it's a, like he yeah he's using pitchforks and knives and and, and it's like he's like they really get up close and personal with their deaths. I'm um, very gruesome. Uh. It's good he didn't kill the kid in that, which is good. He's mostly on his own in this one because most of the team that he's using to extract get killed, get picked off because um, either they know they're coming. I can't remember how they know. Oh, they got the police, really, because it's corruption. Uh, this yeah, it's gang. Cor- they're like double crossed. They're mm-hmm. like, but they somehow they they like find the boat and they like get the and they get the people who are gonna get him out. So they have to take a different route, kind of through India to get um, him to safety. It's being paid. Is it that they're like? It turns out they were being paid by the bad guys too, or something. I th- yeah, I think so because they never got the money. Because like as once the bad guys were gonna kill them and then take the kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and never gonna pay or them. something because the money they're getting wired doesn't go through, and they're trying to figure that out. And as they're figuring it out, those guys the kid's get dad doesn't even give a shit. I don't know. It's yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. It's not really important. Well, because there's the other guy who's cool. I don't remember his name, but the other kind of. Um, and they fight at first, but then, like, by the end, they were like, oh, we're on the same team here. Team guy. That guy's cool. He's got a UMP-45. He's kind of sweet. Cool he guy. dies like a badass. He does. He's got a family, though. Yeah. He, so, like, he's on the, you know, he works for the dad, but also he really actually cares about that kid. It's like a whole thing. It's really not important. David Arbor's yeah. in this. He's a bad guy. He is. They killed he wants David. to turn him in, and then Chris Evans, or Chris Evans has to get his ass, right? You know, he's also got a wife. He's like, but my wife. Don't kill me. Shouldn't have been such an asshole, man. Yeah, what the you fuck, have David to Arbor? Do that. Hey, See you, David Arbor. Can't wait to see you in Gran Turismo. <laughs> can't we just? Can't we just? Um, there's the recurring like like teenager character who's like, I want to be a badass. I'm in the gang. I want to be a gangster. Woo. Um, I like the finger. part where him and his friends try to uh, like jump Chris Hemsworth, and he just beats the shit out of him. Oh, he gets but in like all. a like a mild way. Mm. He's just like kind of throwing them around. Like you guys are idiots. Can you stop redirecting them? Very annoying. Leave me alone. He's like throwing them out of cars and stuff. Like doofus. Get out of here. Uh, and I'm like, mm. He cuts out. He gets his finger cut off because he fails. So he's like, fuck, I lost my finger. This is crazy. Um, and then big final battle. He's the one who does him in, huh? Yeah, he shoots. Because sometimes he gets sniped by the, like, the sniper guy, but then they counter-snipe the sniper guy. 
But then that kid shoots him in the fucking throat. Right through the throat, and then he falls into the uh, river in India. And I was like, oh, what's the end of him? This is a pretty good movie. But then everyone, like a million people saw this movie, and so Netflix was like, more, we need more. Um, And so... That brought him back. Extraction 2. Keep on extracting. It starts off with him being pulled from the river. It literally just starts with them, they're like, he's in the river, and they just grab him out, and they're like, he's still alive. How? What? Are you fucking kidding me? A bunch of river water in his wounds? That river water's not clean. He got shot through the fucking throat. He should have bled out in all of four seconds. As he plummeted to his death into the water. Instead, they just pull him out and like start doing chest compressions, and they're like, he'll be good. The man's out of blood. (laughs) You can't run out of blood. (laughs) Air is one thing. It's fine. You gotta have the air. That's a great point, but you gotta... Not only did he fall into a river and and obviously drown, like, how did he perfectly wash him up to the shore without just, like, filling his lungs with water? Fuck if we know. And then he's in the hospital... It's just very dumb. I, I didn't expect much, but I am, it's almost somehow worse. I almost rather, you know what it is? Almost rather would have not seen it. I would have almost rather, like anything. Anything, like, it's dumb. I mean, because this was so dumb, it's hard to be much more, you know, like more dumb. Yeah. They should just have one of the guys, like, like leap in immediately after and be like, I got him. I'll catch him. I immediately have my hand on the wound somehow. It's hard to put pressure on a throat wound because you don't want to suffocate them. Like, yeah, you can't choke a man to death. Whatever. But what Goofy, but he's out. fine. But he, then he's in a coma. They get him out of the coma. We spend probably more time than we really need to this. Because, again, it's like, we get it, right? You're mm-hmm. just going to do them. Like, what are we... Do the movie again. Extract a second time. Whatever. You get it. Um, it's a cabin in Austria. He gets, which is nice. He's living a decent life. But then they're like... Then Idris Elba's like, do a job. One last me, job. It's me. It's Idris Elba. Did you know I was going to be in this movie? Neither did I. Me I was just Knuckles in the film Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Boy, bro, I'm like Idris Elba. Have our sound. I'm kind of like this, mate. I don't even know what I'm doing. Um, it's not like Jason Statham. They kind of sound a bit similar, though. They're both, kind of, they're both British. Whatever. Uh, and then he's there, and he's like, you got a job. And he's like, fuck you. And, but then he's like, it's your ex-wife. And he's like, Whoa. you got you to gotta get your sister-in-law. So Ooh. I feel like this was a convoluted tie-in. Don't you think? It might, just, is that just me? I agree. She, her, his To be like, it turns out that his sister, his, his wife was Georgian, which I guess isn't that odd. Uh-huh. I mean, what, people's wives can be Jordan. He was in the military, so he could have been sent to Georgia. Maybe. I don't know about that, but fine. She's Georgian, but then also her sister is just married to the like the 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 kingpin of of all of Georgia. Well, they're the like brother. two brothers, and they literally like are so powerful that they run basically the whole country. It said, and also they do this weird thing where the brother's in prison, but he's got so much influence that they let him have his family with him in prison. That's this is dumb, right? Because if they had that much influence, he doesn't have. Now the ex- explanation they give is that what do they do? They kill an American, right? Yeah, and the Americans want to extradite. And so, because the Americans are influential enough, they're like, "Well, that we can't ignore." But even that feels like kind of dumb. Feels like you probably could. Yeah, I don't know. If you're George house Monsters. arrest or something, it's just so weird to be like they let his family live in jail with him or in prison. I don't know, whatever, fine. So this the new mission he has to he has to you know he has to go extract them all the all the way. Just yeah, extract them out. Yeah, there's there's like a son who's like I gotta be tough like my dad. I gotta be a mobster. He's kind of like the he's like the character in the last one. Yeah, oh, the last one. And then this is the young girl who does nothing and says nothing and breaks her arm kind of, and that's the problem. So this has the most spectacular action scene of the two right is is this moment is the prison break scene which is yeah. like a 20 something minute on one shot yeah right? no um, cuts which i think looks good i mean yeah. there's a million people who are like you know it's not really actually you can see there's lots of cuts in it yeah i know but there's still something impressive about the commitment to making it look that way i yeah. think 
I think so. Constant motion. Am I alone? No, I agree. Good. Because lots of people are like, well, you know it's not. Yeah, I know. Listen, I I know. I didn't actually think they managed that, but it still looks cool to, again, to commit to that. Um, so it falls them all the way from, like, getting into the prison, getting out of the prison. There's, like, a, there's like a riot they fight through. They kill the guy's dad. Gets hit with a brick. That brick's, he, he tanks that brick. I was going to pass out, and then he gets right back up. Then they move to a car chase, which is cool, and then they move to... Train. Train. The train's cool. There's just a lot of... Like, the action in these movies really are spectacular. Like, yeah. the plots are... Nothing. Thin. Uh, to say the least, and and whatever, but the action really is spectacular. Both oh, individual, absolutely. like the hand to hand gunfighting and and fighting stuff, but also stuff like that. Um, the helicopter, right? They land a helicopter on the train. That's real. Yeah. They did that in real life. They landed that helicopter, and just little little stuff like that really does notice. Because I I didn't know for sure, but even when I saw that the first time, I was like, that looks really good. Like that yeah. looks super real. Did they do that? And, and like I literally remember how I was like, yeah. Can you land a train on a helicopter or a helicopter on a train like that? I bet you kind of could. It looks it looks like they touched it down, mm-hmm. and they did. And they really stuff did. like that's cool. The minigun probably not real. They probably didn't shoot it down for real. But no, unfortunately, stuff looking good. Yeah, and then they take them in Austria, and then they're on a plane to Vienna, and then the son calls his uncle and is like, "Here we are. I'll come get us. Come, come, fuck our shit up, Unc. Unc, yeah. What a f- stupid fucking asshole that kid is." Uh, then he's like, this is another jump the sharky kind of moment to me. Cause it's extreme what they get up to here. Right. Yeah. They roll up to Austria with like paramilitary forces. Yeah. Machine guns and, and helicopters and RPGs and stuff. And it's like, those would be hard to acquire and smuggle across multiple borders. And I don't know how the EU works, but I still imagine that would uh, at yeah. no point they, they get stopped. We're like, Hey, there's four men in that truck wearing body armor. <laughs> Yeah, I think that one's just holding a machine gun right now. Should we? Nah, yeah, send him through open borders. I mean, I, luckily, I, when I I've seen for Sarah, I was like, "And the police? Where are they?" And then they show up, and they are in. They're all killed. <laughs> They're all killed immediately. But I was thinking, like, even if, like, say they succeed and then they leave, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Austria's like, "Well, we're just gonna send people in and get get rid of this fucking guy." You can't just pull up in Austria. I, I mean, I guess they think they can. Well, they do. I they mean, try. They mention. They they bring mention of that. Yeah, that's true. They're like we're the most monitored men in the country. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so they they fuck his shit up and they big fight. They kill the brother who was like one of the best characters in the show or the movie. And they were. I was like, he's too jovial. They got to kill him. I hope they bring him back because he's like one of two characters in these movies. Yeah. Like who's a character that anyone could care about at all? Um, I mean, they brought Chris Hemsworth back. They may as well bring this guy back. I th- I say personally. Yeah, he's might as well. He's he they didn't have to drag him out of the river, so probably he's better off. Maybe. Oh yeah. Who knows? Uh so then they they end up escaping with the children. Well, the one, the daughter, and the mom. Lots of fighting. You know, lots of prolonged action. You know, like, yeah, in like a gym. Gunfights in the streets. The gym fight actually is really good. Oh like yeah. Visceral. He's like beating people with free weights and he Chris- the, one, the the one treadmill. Delio is really solid. Oh yeah, when he turns tr- 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 on, just like like throws him like head first into a treadmill, and the dude like breaks his neck. And it's like it's wild. Or when he slams the like leg press into the guy's neck and he just like stops. That was pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of good, so a lot of good uses of environment. That's what you really want from his action movies. A lot of interesting environments in which to fight. Cause that's really where it kind of lives and dies. Yeah, like you said, the plots are very thin. They're like fighting on this like the the glass outcropping thing at one point. So they're like. The glass is getting shot off from under them and stuff. That That's all cool. It's quite precarious. Uh, these bills are really into God. They're like, God, yeah, i got to protect my brother. I'm... We're, we're like glorious warriors or whatever they think. Mm. And that's why he kills his uncle. Because <laughs> yeah. of how God he is. 
And he's like, God, I thought God took your hearing because uh, he wanted to whisper in your ear instead of my brother beating the shit out of you and making your, causing you to go deaf because he hits you too hard. Because you, because your brother got beat up. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so then they, Cassandra goes alone to go get the kid. And then the sister of the brother shows up to get revenge. She gets shot a bunch and they kill the guy. Real knockdown drag out fight oh yeah with like nails like it's they they, it kind of shifts tone a little bit at the end here Mm -hmm. into some more like standard stuff where they're just like going through all this like construction equipment and beating the shit out of each other with it (laughs) oh yeah and then he just kind of stabs him a bunch and gets a gun and then he's bleeding out and he's trying to give a speech and he just shoots him in the head and kills him just fine just get rid of them and then they get arrested because they kill all those people and yeah which you would you would and it just almost all like i told you if you got arrested we wouldn't help you but now we're going to help you. But I am. <laughs> One more job. Three extraction movies. I brought Ooh. your friend, too. And he's like, well, I'm going to need Nick. And he's like, joke's on you. She's already here. And the, we brought back the brother from the dead. No, not really. They, no. They better, though. I think they ought to. Come the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, who Again, cares? You've, you've, here's the three characters, right? The brother, the sister. Him. Nick. And Nick. And now Idris Elba. But he barely counts. He doesn't show He up. barely counts. Unless they use Edgersalba in the next movie, come on. They might use him a little bit. Give me, give me something. Give me a little bit of something. Anything. Give me the brother. He wasn't in the first one, all right? You can't bring in a cool character like that. Be like, act like he's established. Like, we all know him. Like, oh, look, at it's, it's your brother who we're all friends with. And then just kill him. Unceremoniously. He bought that nice shirt. Also, yeah, come on. He bought the nice shirt. Also, it was so stupid. They're going through the, the... Everyone in this movie gets shot a million times on their plates, and they're all fine. This guy gets shot once in the back, and they're like, somehow we'd completely... It penetrated right through and exploded or whatever. It did the most. Like again, if this was a real, if this was a, a universe more dedicated to realism, fine. But it's very much not that mm-hmm. in terms of how people die and don't die. So everyone else in this movie tanks about twelve bullets each, right? Absolutely. Even the brother when he's fighting that woman, they both shoot each other point blank with their pistols, and then he comes out on top because he gets her in the head one time, which is all you need really. But still, I think he should be fine. I would have to agree. But whatever, it is what it is. It's gonna be a third one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Where are we going then? Where? What's? The, what country are they heading to? I don't know. I I really do think that the plot of the second one was pretty fucking dumb, uh, and and a bit too convoluted. Uh, I feel like a more simplistic tone and down. Th- I mean, I think we're gonna keep the same general theme, right? Yeah. Get so back. it's like criminals somehow involved, and we need to save someone's someone, some some little kid. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think I feel like South America, right? Yeah, probably. Or Africa, or uh, anywhere. Somewhere unstable. In the second one, they, they, you know, reference, like, all these other adventures he had, where he's like, ooh, you're the savior of Rio, and the blah, 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 whatever, and the yeah, of these, yeah. That's kind of neat. Yeah. So he could go anywhere, clearly. He's been around, so, you know, they did, uh, you know, Asia, last one, they did Europe, this one, so I feel like South America or Africa. Hmm. Or just a, or just a U.S., I don't know. Or an Just Aussie go back one. to Australia? Why the fuck not? Who cares? Yeah. At this point, we just want to see the action. <laughs> Throw a boom boomerang at someone, hit him with a didgeridoo. Yeah, there you go. Really embraces his roots. <laughs> Got anything else for him? I think they're pretty good. I uh, I, I like them. I don't know. Yeah. Good for Chris Hemsworth, I guess. Yeah, doing things. He gets to be an action star, but without all the fun jokes, he's just real serious and angry and says shit and fuck and kills people. Yeah, he you know in the second one he addresses some of his trauma, trauma and stuff. That, was, I, that stuff was pretty good. I, it was fine, yeah. Yeah. And his wife's basically his ex-wife's like actually it wasn't so bad. Yeah, so even did, though you abandoned our son on his deathbed, he didn't mind. He didn't. He thought it was fine. So I guess you're off the hook. I still divorce over though because it's pretty fucked up. You did that. Well, they, you know, type of thing puts a lot of strange in a marriage. Uh, marriage, regardless. Oh yeah, so. absolutely. 
can't really be blamed too heavily. I mean, you can be blamed, I guess, but not as much. Pretty as... terrible thing to go through. So, like, oh yeah, I don't know if there's any one way to handle all that. But mm-hmm. if anything, the 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 whole real you know give pause moment of that is when is she's like, ah yeah, he knew you were in Afghanistan helping so many people. But you everyone know, knows the Afghanistan conflict was all about help helping people. Uh, helping people. That's right. So that's why we all. That's why we had to withdraw. We helped all the people. Because there's no people to help. There's no more Jack. Everyone knows there's no more people to help. That's why we left. So, but yeah, they're pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm all for a third one. You know, yeah, you know, when it comes out, I'll watch it. It's one of those things where I'm like happy to just. Yeah, I remember I watched the first one. I'm like, it'd be cool if they did a second one. And, and they did. They were gonna, and then they did, and then it came out, and I'm like, ah, it's been a couple years, and here it is. I'll watch it. So if you just do that again, I'll do it again. So absolutely, it's not my money. You know, it's one of those things. Netflix, go ahead, drop another two hundred million, whatever the hell this cost. Figure it out. I don't know. Listen. I'm still a subscriber, um, so you may as well spend two hundred yeah. million dollars to try to keep me. I guess. I mean, I can't give you any more money than I already do until you make like ad levels, and I have to pay you more money. And then, yeah, um, until you introduce ads, like you inevitably mean to, once you've gotten enough of the market share, in which case my viewership will mean even more to you. But at this point, I mean, I give you all the money I can give you, so make it or don't. I guess it really doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. you kind of have to make it, don't you? Because you've this is the You've agreed to it. That's the system you've made. That's the system you've made. So, And you made an effort. It was your fault. You started all this. You, Yeah. We can all trace it back to you. So I, I have no sympathy for you, Netflix. So We had to get that in. You know, We had to do my weekly rant about how streaming is a, a dying system. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't work. Listen. It's a cancer. I'm here for it while it's here. You know, it's like it's living in the fall of Rome or whatever. Like you, you capitalize on it while you got it. Or whatever, yeah, it's but always fun living in Rome. Too bad it's going to fall. We all know it can't last forever. This, this bubble has to burst. So, Yeah, as they all do. All right. Uh, it's a bad bad, does it? Huh? Do you want to see the? Do you want to see the the Soka Lego sets or what? Uh, sure. I guess I guess we'll do Soka Lego sets. What do you quick. mean? Sure, you guess. I'm not gonna buy them. More enthusiasm, please. Hooray! Sound with me. All right. So last week we talked about the the Marvels Lego set. It's bad. Bad. No good. It's no good. And I was like, it's expensive. It's too expensive. And you were like, $90 is crazy expensive. Who could ever imagine spending $90 on a Lego set? And I was like, no, wait, Jack, you've overshot it. <laughs> I've gone too far. That's not what I meant. <laughs> what I meant was that it's too much for what you're getting, right? So uh, the Ahsoka ones, I think, are much more uh, favorably uh, priced. So the smallest guy here we have is Ahsoka's Jedi Shuttle, which comes with, well, the Jedi Shuttle, and then it comes with Ahsoka, and it comes with... Sabine and an Inquisitor and the Inquisitor guy and um, Droid fellow. Yeah, what's his name? David Tennant. God bless. He's the archive droid. No, he helps you make your lightsaber. Oh, Jedi lightsaber droid. Will he make Sabine's lightsaber? That's pretty cool. Well, no, Sabine has Ezra's lightsaber. Well, he's gonna want his back. Oh, does she need one? You think, like her own? Well, if she's a Jedi, I don't know if she is. I mean, you've seen it all now, so probably not. Hope not. That'd be too much. It's not what it seems, is it? No. We'll see though. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, pretty cool. This is six hundred pieces, eighty dollars. It's still higher than you'd like to think. Again, eighty dollars on who's been? You're in? shooting for uh ten cents a piece, right? Ten cents a piece, but that still means this is like two hundred more and ten dollars less than Miss, the, the marble. marble. That's yeah. crazy, right? So you see, you see the the, the discrepancy there. Absolutely. Um, but that's I mean, it's cool, right? It looks it looks like what you'd expect that to look like. It's a Soka ship, right? Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, get the next one is it's the ghost. Ooh, very nice. Ghost is always a cool ship. Yeah. Now, this is a little bit of like, it depends what you're looking for. In some ways, an upgrade to the previous version. Um, a definitely aesthetically, you know, it's about 10 years newer now. So, it's like improved techniques and stuff, which is good. 
Uh, I would say minifigure-wise, depending on what you're looking for, I mean, this is more representative of this show, right? But to a lot of people who want a ghost, they want it because of Rebels, right? And you yeah, would want absolutely. the Rebels crew, and you're not getting that, right? No, no you're getting two you're getting of them. Sabine, or not Sabine, you're getting Hera, of course. And Chopper. You're getting Chopper. And a bunch of other, like a kid, and yeah. like a Calamari. Well, spoilers, but that's that's her kid, that's Jason. Oh, right, of course. And then her two new crew guys, who are like two New Republic officer dudes. So, yeah, it looks good. Uh, it comes with the, the uh, Phantom 2, which is sweet. Um, the Phantom 2 is previously a set we got. When the, when the Ghost came out the first time, it released with a second like a separate phantom set that mm-hmm. you could get separately to put together. And then years down the track when the phantom two was introduced and then they made a set for that. Um, this one, it fits a little bit more, which, you know, is a double edged sword. Cause like it's a little bit smaller and less accurate in that way, but also it fits nicer into the overall set into the ghost. So, you know, pluses and minuses. It looks pretty sweet though. You can't have it all. Exciting. This one is a one sixty, but it's almost 1400 pieces. So again, more, more in line with what you'd expect. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. This is tough though, because this is when like this is kind of the thing I get into here, where it's like, listen, I already have the ghost, right? Can I really justify myself getting a brand new one? It's tough. It's a tough world. And lately, I like I really have been better about. Listen, I buy lots of Lego still, but I don't buy ones I already have. I'll just buy a different one. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> which is better than other. You know? Yeah, it's better than having a bunch of just duplicates. Which is tough. And and honestly, it's made it easier to like branch out. And you know, year after year, I find myself getting like less Star Wars because. I have more and more of the things that are, the they're ones they're putting it. out because they like to do so many remakes. They're like, which I think is a mistake on their part, but we don't need to get too much into the politics. Too of much it. into the weeds of all it, but I think there's like they could be doing things a little differently where they have some like they have sets that are that are designed from the ground up to be around for a long time, so they don't have to keep remaking stuff. And then there's also ones where it's like, how does this get remade so much? But then there's so there's certain sets that they just haven't remade in years and years or never made and it's just weird but the last one is the e-wing and the, what does it say there uh, oh, uh e-wing versus shin hades starfighter yeah so it's just shin it's yeah so we don't really know what it's called but it's shin starfighter uh this is probably my favorite one this is sweet so Two it's ships, the e-wing and we got a, got a lot of new guys we got the um astromech the evil one their evil astromech no no i'm sorry no he's not evil he just goes in the he's e-wing. a good guy uh then we got the two gray sith whatever they are whatever yeah. they are orange shin and wielders um and the uh What's she called? Magistrate. The magistrate lady from mm-hmm. that's in this show and was in the Mandalorian season two. Uh, and also the pilot and the astromech for the E-Wing. E-Wing's cool. E-wing, a lot of people are excited by the E-Wing. It's a Legends vehicle, right? Oh, very nice. Um, that showed up in the Expanded Universe back then. And uh, it's, it's finally getting on screen for the first time ever. I mean, you know, Legends or Canon, which is really cool. And uh, I like these sets that are like two ships. I think it's fun. Oh, yeah. I don't know if there's any real reason for that. Like... For them to do it in two and one instead of just you know two separate, but I think they're kind of neat, especially because it makes no difference to me as like an adult. Yeah, if you're a kid, you'd almost prefer it because it's easier to get your parents to like buy you two separate smaller ones at separate occasions than it is to buy a big one at once or whatever. Mm. But you know, so, with your own money, you can. That's true. I can just do whatever. Throw it around. It's no difference to me if I have to buy one set or two. Yeah, it'll buy as much as you stand well please. It's your right as a consumer. Yeah. So I don't know why they do it because it feels like because. They don't, none of the sets from this show here are, are in like the smaller, like end of the price line, right? Mm-hmm. The cheapest one is set, is 80 and then the other one's 110 and 160 so it seems high when you could split that one in half and have two like 40-ish range, but mm-hmm. what do I know? Not but enough. it's cool. I like that. I'm, I'm very excited for all these. This is like a three out of three wave, if you ask me. Yeah, they My are official opinion. I My think unofficial opinion? Good. Yeah. Pretty solid. 
And there it is. And there it is. I'll go with that. Yeah, I think all the the minifigures, big selling point. The Ahsoka one looks cool. You know what it is, though? What? Leku. Too short. They're always too short. They can never make them long enough. Which is funny because, like, in the if you look at, like, in the Lego game, they used a pre-existing piece, which was the piece that had previously been designed for, initially for Shakti, mm. and then it was used for Rebels Ahsoka, and they were just reusing it. They reused it for Clone Wars Ahsoka, and they reused it for, in, in the Lego game, for the for their render of, you know, Mandalorian Ahsoka. Mm, right. But now they've they've gone and made her, you know, a new bespoke head piece, which is actually, ironically, made it less, less accurate. accurate. Isn't that fun? It's life, You huh? hate to see it. They just can't get them right. Is it just me? No. I think they just hate us. They know when they know we're so you, at least you're on our side. Yeah. Listen, it's again, it's one of those things where I wouldn't feel as strongly about it if there wasn't so many people telling me I'm not allowed to feel strongly about it, you know? Because a lot of people are like, ooh, does it even really matter? A little bit. But it matters more that you keep saying it shouldn't matter. When it it's uh, it's allowed to matter. I'm allowed to think it matters a little bit, aren't I? Just Why is that what's wrong with that? Just a little bit. I mean, we don't show them getting longer. Don't show precedent and ignore it. It just seems weird, and don't don't hit me with the stylistic bullshit. We've we've said it before. That's a that's a that's it's a bad argument. It's trash, right? It doesn't make sense. You're not making any sense. All right, you're right. It's about content. It's what it is. It's just continuity. Yeah, right? you can't establish one thing and then reverse. Can't show Shock T in 2001 and be like, but nope, 2023, we can't do it. We all know. We all saw her. We all saw her got killed in that deleted scene and in Force Awakens. Nope, Force yeah. Unleashed. Force Unleashed. Thank you. She was not killed in the Force Awakens. She's dead by then. Very dead. Whack. It's whack. So. Absolutely. All right. We're done? I'm done. Perfect. We're going to get into the end here for real this time. As always, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, as always, you can also contact us on social media on Twitter at Akitech Jazz, or X now, I guess, at Akitech Jazz, Akitech Jazz, on Gmail at Akitech Jazz at gmail.com, and on Instagram at The Akitech Podcast. Our intro was done by friend of the show, Celery Salt. You can find him on Spotify and Instagram and SoundCloud with his music and his ver- and various ventures within that preview. Our logo is my friend of the show, Jeffrey Gonzalez. You can always find him at inkocean.jpg on Instagram or on Redbubble. And as always, we wrote it, we produced it, we built all the sets. Take care to the people, Zach. Good night. Good night and Godspeed.